0: Welcome to the Coffee and Heroes podcast. Today is the turn of the previews podcast as we're going to look at all the titles due for release this coming May. Previews, previews, previews. Of course, we're going to kick off with Marvel. Can Marvel continue with the level of quality they've shown in the last few months? How many War of the Realms tie-ins are there going to be? And how many do you need? We're going to chat a little bit about uh, tie-ins in general to big events. Uh, Try and guide you through that. One of the reasons being that at the moment with War of the Realms and also an amazing Spider-Man event called Hunted, is there anything left Marvel-wise to read outside of those two things? Maybe there is a title involving Punisher, Conan, Wolverine and Venom. Uh, then there's some important questions to ask about DC. You know, Can they recover from their recent slump? Will they ever release another Black Label title or even just Batman Dam 3 at this point? And finally, Indie. Is it possible for us to recommend Die Again? I think it will be. Uh, what small hidden gems will Roddy find? 32. <laughs> and what hardcover collection is finally due for release? Uh, so that's what we're going to be chatting about today. Uh, we have our usual squad here. As I say, Mr. Marvel. Keith, right here. As always. And joined, of course, by Mr. Indy. Roddy. Excellent. So, how you guys been since our last uh, sojourn into the world yeah, of comics? Pretty good. It's been a, been a few weeks. Nice to see you all again. Yes, quite. Roddy's just about awake at this point. He might struggle through this podcast. <laughs> we had quite a heavy dinner before this, so uh could be uh, interesting. Vicky put on an absolutely fantastic
1: spread. Yeah, a fantastic spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic yeah.
0: Spread. Uh, so but we have a lot um, to get through today, so we're, we're gonna jump straight into it. Um uh, it has been brought to my attention, you know, I'll not point out by who, but uh, we always start with DC when it comes to the previous <laughs> podcast. That's a guilty laugh if I <laughs> heard one. <well. laughs> Th- throwing the blame around and everything i tell you um so we're going to kick off with marvel so we're 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 pretty happy i think with the format we came up with before yeah, go yeah. through one book at a time yeah. have a flick through spotlight a few different issues uh, most of the marvel recommendations this month came from keith so i think it's only only fair he kicks us off okay sweet
2: so uh cracking open the, uh, the Marvel book uh, Marvel is mostly full of two things uh, in May which is uh, when this these previews are for I guess mm-hmm. uh, and those are War of the Realms by Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman coming off the back of Aaron's uh, now uh, what well, 80, seven, 80, yeah, 80 so. issue run on Thor yeah. and his current run on uh, Avengers um, so that's what we've got on the on the cover. And then the other event uh, being uh, Nick Spencer's Spider-Man... Hunted. Uh, yeah, miniseries, Hunted. So I think that's going to be the guts of the guts of, of the day. But we're kicking off with uh, with, with a new title uh, uh, by Jerry Duggan, uh, well-known for uh, actually currently being on Savage Sword of Conan, mm-hmm. uh, fittingly. Uh, Mike Diodato Jr., uh, who's a long-time uh, Marvel guy... Uh done a lot of stuff, Hulk, Electra, Thor, Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, New Avengers, Dark Avengers, uh, so always a big Bendis collaborator, uh, Thanos, Infinity Wars and Old Man Logan more recently, but f- this will be, uh, as was announced on various media uh, last week, uh, Diodato's last book for Marvel, uh, he's moving on to uh, more creator-owned stuff uh, after mm-hmm. a long, long time at Marvel, uh, very heartfelt. Posts on his uh, socials this week saying that you know he grew up you know reading these characters. His father was a, an artist as well in Brazil, I believe. Uh, he grew up uh, reading these characters, and it's been a childhood dream to draw them. You know, and he's been doing so for I think twenty something years. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? and now, it's, now it's time for him to he feels move on to to something a bit more uh, uh, yeah sort of creator owned, um, but it's interesting. So the the cover of Savage Avengers number one, again by Jerry Dugan and uh, Mike Dudutt. It looks beautiful. Uh, covers by David Finch. Uh, we've got on there, Venom, uh, Doctor Voodoo, Conan, The Punisher, Elektra and Wolverine. And it seems the gist of this story is that, uh, I guess uh, Avengers No Road Home, the current uh, weekly miniseries. All years, doesn't yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, that's going on with and Jim Zob and a number mm-hmm. of other uh, writers. Uh, It seems in the next week or two that miniseries is going to bring Conan crashing into Marvel Universe uh, from his Sumerian times, or vice versa. I don't know if it's Scarlet Witch crashing into his times, but either way, they're bringing Conan and the Marvel Universe, the main Marvel Universe, together. Uh, And I think this sort of spins out of that, possibly. Um, But the crux of it, as far as I can discern, is that... uh, Sumerian magicians in Conan's time, and uh, magicians of the Hand, the uh, the deadly ninja organization. So, uh, so antagonistic with Daredevil and his chums. Yep. Um, they're swapping spells across across the edges and technology. I think the Hand are looking for, uh, you know, ancient magic, and uh, the Sumerian sorcerers are looking for. Guns and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, uh, ancient sorceries. Yeah, not enough. it's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> need so, that handgun. So I mean, obviously, that being the case, uh, you know, the obvious solution is loads of violence. Uh, <laughs> so that seems to be what this uh, the interior art from this issue holds. Um, you know, I think we're going to see Wolverine button up against uh, Conan. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what to expect from this at all, but jerry duggan's a a proven creator and if this is uh deodato's last work in marvel i certainly want to be be, going be out part back. of it is yeah it, so
1: is it a miniseries no oh, is it? it's so it's an ongoing it
0: seems to be an ongoing um you would imagine if it's deodato jr's last he'll maybe do like the first six
2: he issues probably he has, do the first, he six, yeah, do oh, the first arc yeah, i would say that's it that's what i would um, i would say um, i'm
0: curious is it is it anything to do with war of the realms
2: no, there's no crossover into War of the Realms. Uh, it, I well, it's the only reason I ask is there is a War of the Realms. The, the side first few pages, banners. yeah, there's no, um, there's no notice, but there seems to be a banner there beside yeah, some varying covers. You know, but Venom's taking part in more of the Realms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punisher, Punisher is Venom. Wolverine is. I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. There is a there is a War of the Realms sideline, but there may be that all the just way might through be. the book. Yeah, yeah, just leading into not sure. Uh, so yeah, looks uh, looks interesting. Uh, I am definitely looking forward to this. The roughest and most dangerous characters uh, in the Marvel Universe make the most savage and most unlikable team of Avengers. So uh, let's let's see how this goes. Could be interesting. Yeah. Um, so turning the page, we're straight into War of the Realms number three. Uh, I guess it's a six-issue miniseries by Aaron and uh, Daughterman, as we mentioned. Which obviously, with this being the previews
0: podcast, this is for May, so the event hasn't Started no, yet, and of
2: course, a few weeks it, away. It being a previous podcast, what's so going to be, you know, yeah, uh, we're we're looking ahead. Uh, so I guess War of the Realms at this stage will be almost halfway through. Yeah. Um, it looks. Uh, it looks an awful lot like uh, we're we're going to be seeing Earth uh, captured by Malekith and split up amongst the various town Realms. Uh, there's ten realms there are ten realms there are ten realms (laughs) Uh, could you name any (laughs) of them none at all Jotunheim okay Uh, good good Jotunheim and who lives in Jotunheim Frostjacks yes there we go (laughs) one for Alan (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh, I think that's what we're going to see we're going to see the the, uh, the, the realms the ten realms occupy the earth with the earth broken up amongst those various realms and our heroes uh I guess uh, fighting a war on various fronts in order to try and and reclaim that so Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to I'm really looking forward to War of the Realms so um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna 3 and 4 are released this month and we've got a great uh, a great reclaim the realms checklist here with uh, in April 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 9, 10 looks like about 20 titles on it yeah so that's you know, if you're gonna go title to title to title that's a big investment.
0: Yeah, there's been a few people asking in the story, you know, with and it's something I wanted to chat about quickly. When it comes to these large events, you know, how essential are these tie-ins? I mean, I always use my own personal example as when I read Secret Empire, I just read the main title, Ten Issues, followed it perfectly, loved it, thought it was awesome. But I never felt the need to read any of the tie-ins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, even after the fact. Um, so with War of the Realms, as you say, I mean, 20 issues alone in, in May, you're probably talking 15 to 20 and... I'd say is, this is going to run over three you know, months, this is going to you're be... You're talking yeah. 55, 60 issues, I mean, that's, that's a massive, massive commitment yeah. and we were chatting a little bit about it just before, you know, we started recording that, uh, you know, it could be the most amazing event of all time, and every single one could be essential. But that is a big investment. Well, I mean, I, I've been hurt before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we
3: all
2: have. Uh, you know, you, you see these things, uh, and I, I mean, I guess the the course, I think I think the big two have got better uh, in recent years mm-hmm. at thinking of tie-ins. You know, whether those be one shots or tie in miniseries as added value rather than yeah, uh, Essential Essential components because <laughs> I mean there was there was it was a fairly big backlash in the nineties and the early two thousands over that sort of thing. You know, these things were suddenly critical for the understanding of the story. Yeah. So you'd be buying the main issue but you wouldn't be getting the main series, but you wouldn't be getting the full story and that that just felt like a rip off. So so usually these things are sort of added value or sort of added flavour or whatever else. So I mean certainly for me I'll be buying the core the core story but I mean I guess if we stick to I guess some of the rules that we've laid down yeah. you know that you've talked about <clears throat> about following creators that can be a really good way of figuring out what it is you want to read or mm-hmm. if it's following characters that you're really interested in or if 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 the story just looks but in general I think these yeah I don't think I think you can probably get the main story from yeah. from the core book but if we go through, if we go through the rest of these, uh, there's a few that I'm interested in. For example, uh, there's there's a three a set of three one shots called War of the Realm Strike Force, and the crux of Strike Force uh, seems to be that uh, the the good guys, the heroes, divide themselves into specially chosen squads for missions behind enemy lines, and there's two in here that are really stand out to me. Because A of the story and B of the creator, so we've got War of the Realms Strike Force, the Dark Elf Realm number one. Again, this is a one shot by Brian Hill, Lionel Francis Hugh. Brian Hill has been around for a fair wee while. Uh, you may know him from Secret Invasion. Uh, Lionel Francis Hugh has been around for a fair wee while as well. Uh, no, he was sorry. He Lionel Francis Hugh was Secret Invasion. Brian Hill has been all over the place as well. We might, been, might get to him later as well. Yeah, you might do. DC book. Um, but uh, this strike force is made up of uh, Punisher, uh, She-Hulk, uh, Ghost Rider Blade and Lady Freya. And they seem to be the Punisher leading the charge into the swamp realms of Svartalheim. Who lives, who lives in Svartalheim?
1: Elves.
2: What kind of elves? Elves. Oh, ah, <clears throat> one for Roddy. I'm gonna give that to Roddy. Oh come on! I got the dark part. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the fact that it's called the dark.
3: Uh, <laughs>
0: that was my detective work there.
2: I see. So, uh, in the whole, in the in the realms of uh, of New Svartalheim, uh, the swamps uh, stands the Black Bifrost, which is what uh, Malakus' troops have been using to since the the Asgardian Bifrost is mm-hmm. down, the Rainbow Bridge is down uh they've they have their own bifrost in order Mm -hmm. to uh you know to to get their troops where they need to go so i guess part of defeating uh malekith will be this mission to destroy the black bifrost you know what i mean and i guess this is taken from any war where a war is battles fought in multiple places on multiple fronts missions undertaken by black ops squads to do this and do that so you can see how this folds into the overall war um so again that's Brian Hill, Lena Francis Hugh. Uh the second one is uh, War of the Realm, Strike Force, War Avengers, not quite as interested in that one. Uh, but again, if you're following creators, you're following heroes. There's there's Deadpools in there, so I'm not interested. Hulk Varene's in there, I'm not interested. But they're Captain Britain and Winter Soldier, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not but the one the other one that's standing out to me is War of the Realm, Strike Force, The Land of the Giants by Tom Taylor. From one of our favorites, who we know and love in at the moment, Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man and uh, Jorge Molina, uh, who you know was an artist we we've, we've seen about variously uh, Spider geddon most recently, um, and this seems to be a team of uh, Spider Man, Wolverine, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Wolverine. Did I say Wolverine? I think uh, you did. did I. Yeah. Uh, led by Captain Someone America, <laughs> and Captain America seems to be wielding uh, Thor's axe, Yarnborn, uh, and their mission seems to be to enter Jotunheim, Land of the Frost Giants, uh, wherever it is on Earth, and uh, <coughs> to rescue Thor himself, who is uh, out of play, he's off the board. I mean, if you're fighting Malekith and, uh, and, and Dark Elves and various things, You'd obviously want Thor to be front and center, so that's he's clearly mm-hmm. been taken out of the been taken out of play. Uh, so there's a couple of one shots that I'm interested in. War of the realms, Spider Man in the League of Realms. It's a three issue mini Not that familiar with the creators. It's uh, not really grabbing me. I'll probably not pick that up. Uh, War of the realms, War Scrolls, a three issue series. Looks like a companion piece to War of the Realms. Whenever something's a direct companion piece, that sometimes just puts me off. Yeah. so
1: they're compa- they're not even like in the main series a tie-in within like say issue 20 of Spider-Man no, no, yeah, it's, but, but, well, it's like individual other individuals. yeah role.
2: yeah yeah but there are also tie-ins, are tie-ins to, so these are series that are published alongside so War of the okay. Realm's Punisher is a three issue series by Jerry Dugan. which um, is interesting there with the one you were just chatting about Jason Aaron Wars
0: has some uh, influence in yes, that and, and say, Andreas Sorrentino yeah.
2: that would have my attention so I think what you'll find is with War Scrolls uh, Daredevil seems to be adopting the role of Heimdall uh, Guardian of the guardian of the Bifrost Heimdall can see all things so mm-hmm. I would say Daredevil currently can see all things so he'll probably be looking across you know the realms of the battle but of Daredevil Zion, can't see anything well, they, well clearly that's the obvious choice for him to <laughs> god who sees all things in you know, uh, so you'll be seeing different bits and pieces of that. You know what I mean, and I, I, don't know. It'll probably be bookended by Jason Aaron. Yeah. And then you know, so not not grabbing me, I'll probably not worry about War of the Realms Punisher. Uh, Punisher seems to be leading a horde of criminals and hospital patients through the Lincoln Lincoln Tunnel, uh, hordes of monsters and other such things. Uh, new agents of Atlas, Greg Pak, great writer on the Hulk. Uh, The Agents of Atlas is sometimes interesting sometimes not Sideline Team probably not going to bother with that Journey into Mystery not grabbing me either Uh, War of the Realms Uncanny X-Men by Matthew Rosenberg put Matthew Rosenberg and the X-Men together always a good thing Sabretooth in the front cover Sabretooth seems to be back to his bloodthirsty ways Uh, he's joined Malekith's forces that could be interesting because Mm -hmm. we know what quality Matthew Rosenberg has been producing on X-Men and the Punisher uh, so then Roddy as you say then we get into the actual tie-in so we've got a tie-in with Fantastic Four I already get Fantastic Four so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna grab that anyway uh, Venom Colin Bon I already get that I'm gonna grab that anyway Giant Man 1 and 2 of 3 mm, probably not gonna grab that Uh, Asgard of the Galaxy I don't get I'm not gonna pick up Thor I do get I am gonna pick up Um. so yeah it's it's, it's kind of how I go through these things and yeah, kind of go yeah. tick tick not you know if it
1: it's interesting like. As yeah. you look at it like I don't know like if if you're a fan maybe it's I, w- I like almost don't see it from a fan perspective I look at it from like a creator perspective like uh-huh. there's a lot of <laughs> fluff um, <laughs> well not necessarily it's like a chance to write a story or do some art that you might not necessarily mm. get that's probably a good thing but it's like you wonder how essential it is to the main story yeah I don't think essential that's, at all that's your worry you know? and it's like
2: I think I think it, it's maybe better to think well I'm going to enjoy the main story now what else will increase my enjoyment yeah you know what I mean yeah. I think you're going to get the story in the main story it's yeah. what else will increase your enjoyment of that story um, but yeah there's a few there seems to be a few bits and pieces uh, things that seem to fit nicely you know for example Tony Stark Iron Man number 12 uh, Which, I have
0: to admit does have a beautiful cover
2: fantastic cover uh, of uh, Iron Man being borne down on by a fire breathing dragon and holding up in the dragon's mouth as he's engulfed by flame fantastic but <clears throat> it's a war of the realms tie in a war needs weapons Tony Stark once vowed that he'd never build weapons again so why is he hunkered down with Screwbill the Dwarf in Avengers Mountain and what is he making you know and then again Tony Stark
0: would never go against his principles <laughs> silly
2: <laughs> uh, and then Avengers nineteen, it's you know a book I get. It's also written by Jason Aaron, who's the you know yeah. he's behind World of the Realm, so that's going to be it'll end up being fairly critical. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, th- so those are the sort of things you consider. So, uh, and the same, I guess, with Hunted, Spider Man's uh, Spider Man series that will be coming to a conclusion in issue twenty one and. In, uh, in May, but Hunted has also had these uh, issues that are. Uh, numbered with the issue number, you know. So the issue number will come out, but then they have an additional issue that's that's numbered dot H U for hundred, and they did this with Age of Ultron, and they did it with uh, all sorts of different. Uh, they've done it with a few monsters unleashed. Yeah. Uh, a U and M U and H U, so uh, the the H uh, U tie-ins, which are all by Nick Spencer and they're all supposedly essential, are covering the. The animalistic villains. So the, I think the first one covers black cat. Yeah. This one, number twenty dot H U, covers vulture like nineteen. I don't know. You know. So again, I've never found them to be critical. You know what I mean. Yeah. But it's written by Nick Spencer. It's probably going to be enjoyable. So if you like Nick Spencer and you like the character, jump on. Uh, so hunted. Uh, yeah, coming to conclusion in May. We're now this month in the road to hunted. Yeah, issue first. sixteen was Road to Hunted. Yep. Then
0: you got the first dot issue this week, which was the Black Cat one, as you stated. And then it kicks
2: off in earnest with the next issue. Yeah. Uh, it seems like Umberto Ramos is doing the art all the way through Hunted, mm-hmm. and then with uh, number twenty two, which is of course the uh, ubiquitous Hunted aftermath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everything else to have an aftermath <laughs> now. We seem to be back to Ryan Otley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's uh, <laughs>
0: interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: It's similar, when I mean, even with War of the Realms there, as you're saying, because Venom is being written by Cullen Bunn during the War of the Realms, whereas normally it's Donny Cates. Yeah. So yeah. There, there are a few things like that that it's, it's worth keeping an eye on. One of the reasons Donny Cates is so well revered is because he's full control over it, so I'll be curious to see how, Yeah. obviously, yeah. when a, a new writer steps in, how that's handled. Um,
2: speaking of beautiful covers... Uh huh. Alex Ross once again. Captain America 11. And what's interesting is the cover for Captain America 11 is using the image that is the front cover of uh, Captain America, uh, I guess it's 8, which was out this month. Mm-hmm. That, that, that yeah, picture in the background up, yeah. is... Uh, so we're continuing the, the Captain of Nothing storyline. Uh, at The minute Steve is, uh, is uh, captured in the Myrmidon uh, under the uh, auspices of uh, Wolfgang von Strucker, one of his old enemies, who uh, was a former leader of Hydra, but uh, has been forgiven by the US government and is mm-hmm. now in charge of a prison. <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, great, absolutely great book. Captain America's going, going swimmingly. Um, speaking of great books. Speaking of great books and Captain America, uh, Chip Zdarsky's, uh, Carlos Magno and Butch Geis on Invaders. Uh, which... I would
0: argue Zdarsky's writing the two best titles at Marvel at the moment, Invaders and Daredevil.
2: Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm liking Daredevil, but it, it's not just topping it out for me yeah. just yet. Love the first two. Um, After The Invaders yeah. has been a, a yep. really great surprise. Invaders is anyway. fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> the the crux of it has been they're, they're sort of in the eight eighth year of Marvel, they're exploring the the period of time in which uh, sometimes good guy, sometimes bad guy, yeah. uh, Submariner, yeah. uh, where he was post-war between the war and uh being rediscovered by yeah, johnny storm years. yeah the, yeah the lost years and we're suddenly discovering that the lost years uh involve a uh a certain charles xavier before he formed the x-men uh and uh you know that's Bookended uh, by the fact that neymar himself seems to be uh, insane uh seeing things and being guided by
0: having conversations yeah, having with convers- imaginary yeah, people yeah and- and-
2: exactly so uh great stuff really really good book and i think it's it's a great celebration of marvel's 80th year given that it, it stars jim hammond the, the the original android human torch who we're familiar with from marvels and uh Submariner, who were two of the original uh timely marvel characters you know yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah really really good book that uh we've got immortal hulk uh, 17 and 18 in may al ewing and joe bennett with covers by alex ross uh I was worried that it was veering off course a wee bit with the whole uh, Hulk and Hell storyline, but uh, I don't know. It, it it's, it's enjoyable. It seems to be seems to be coming back round again. So long may that last. Uh, and absolutely, Fantano, you're reading it as well. Yeah, right? yeah. More the Hulk. Your thoughts so far?
0: I've loved it the whole way through. I I don't mind the Hulk and the Hell stuff. It's a different direction from. The first couple of issues, which yeah. were you know set with him on the run, very earth You know it's you know he's it's set in motels or people chasing him or that kind of thing. But no, Hulk and Hell stuff. I I love Hulk against big monsters as well, where he where he looks overawed or you know,
2: but uh no. I'm loving Hulk. So yeah, far. Yeah, So am I. I think it's a great book. Um, <clears throat> that's an interesting one. Uh, we we have Star Wars corner, obviously with Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, with all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Karen gillen has been writing, and which so we forth, usually
0: skip past. Quite yeah,
2: short-ish. Absolutely, uh, not my not my bag. This is under Star Wars Legends, um, I guess imprint, which is yeah. uh, it's how they Disney have been relabeling it since they've they've taken control again. But Marvel back in the day, uh, back in the eighties published the original Star Wars comics mm-hmm. and they published them I believe right up through 107 issues so what this Star Wars book is, is, is doing what Marvel has done obviously with the legacy numbering and is continuing the story straight on an all new next issue of the original Marvel Star Wars series, Yes. Uh, they created a whole lot of new characters and you know, added to the, the Star Wars canon uh, so this seems to be continuing this on now d- decades later you know, so Nice. Actually, sorry my mistake, it's a one shot. It's a one shot, so it seems to be finishing the story or Yeah, so there you are. Interesting. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg again there. Matthew so Rosenberg, I'm... yep. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, absolutely. A range of range of artists. Uh Spider-Man City at War, which is the uh can the the, 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 the adaptation of the PS4 video game is sitting at issue three of six. We're all really enjoying Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man by Tom yeah. Taylor.
0: Yeah, we finally
2: wore Roddy down <laughs> on this one. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Have you got that in your pull list? Yeah. Oh wow! Well, I hope okay. so. Uh-huh.
1: Um, got all need three to last to this again. man across the table. But yeah, Alan very kindly got me the first three issues. Uh-huh. Oh my word! What a book!
2: Yeah. What a book! I
1: That's read read them all in one sitting. Just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I loved how the yeah really, uh, just really heartfelt. To, oh, it's uh,
2: great! It's I mean, just we're it's really bringing Spider-Man back to without rebooting a character. Yeah, it's yeah. really bringing Spider-Man back to his bread and butter back has yeah. you know what makes Spider-Man the, the struggle with uh, keeping his secret identity the living hand to mouth the
0: struggle with where to put things because he's no pockets yes absolutely
2: <laughs> the uh, classic Parker luck you know which always you know the run-ins with uh, the police and him
0: not being used to actually the police yeah, helping him yeah
2: them. and Aunt May always struggling with something you know whether it's to pay the rent whether it's with illness you know, and being afraid to tell her her, uh, her, her young, timid nephew, you know, because she doesn't want to bother him, doesn't want to, to worry him. He's enough on his yeah, plate. Yeah, he's got enough on his plate <laughs> and she doesn't even know that he's swinging around the city in his underwear. <laughs> um, I thought what was really good with, uh, what's been really good is with Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man is that it is so much based in his neighborhood, you know, based in his apartment and around his apartment and bringing in those relationships yeah. that he has, uh, but I thought even just we story twist like in the very first issue first page he saved a a moving truck a family in a moving truck you know oh, yes. moving so to the new wee, house a wee girl and then yeah. it turns out they're his neighbours yeah. and then it turns yeah. out the, the wife There's is the cop uh-huh. you know so and she's kind of like well you you saved my family earlier on today <laughs> without them I wouldn't have had my word so yeah absolutely so it's a uh, it's a great book really enjoying that and I would say Tom Taylor is in one of those strike force one shots from earlier on yeah. so Uh, I'll certainly be grabbing that. Um, They seem to be introducing a character called only Earth's newest and mightiest hero, Spider-Bite, who seems to be a very small, big-headed, long-limbed version of (laughs) Spider-Man. Don't ask. Wait, what? Okay. Uh, Second issue of Symbiote Spider-Man, the uh, set during the original alien costume saga, still one of my favourite Spider-Man eras, Mm -hmm. uh, which is when the Classic Spider Man I alien mean, we were talking about and yeah. you know, was set. And I think clearly this is where Symbolic this has come standards. from. Slider, yeah. This is where this has come from. The 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 period before Peter learned about you know the symbiotes, so the alien costume's true nature that, that he obtained in the Secret Wars the the Beyonders World, Secret Wars Planet, um, Battle World. Um so yeah, looking to looking to see where this is going, really interested in this. The the alien costume, the black Spider Man is such a cool look. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of cool, oh yes, uh, this
1: we these covers like for a life story.
2: I it's the sort of thing you might get to and then uh, yeah. and then frame all six of them side <laughs> yeah. by side by side. Yeah, there's uh, that man
0: Zdorsky
2: again Chip and Mark Bagley, fantastic team, I would say. Uh covered by Zadarski. Yep. yeah uh, and the covers. Done them all, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. The covers have been fantastic, solid color covers with you know elements on them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which has been been great. So. Life story Spider-Man life story number 3 takes us into the 80s with each, each issue obviously a uh, decade. Um,
1: he's gone a bit goth here.
2: Well, I guess there will ask the black, black costume, suit. you know, that's so what the 80s yeah, so so <clears throat> there you are. The little details uh, of bombs dropping, the threat of that. It's the 80s and Peter's life gets upended with wars and both global and secret. Of course, secret <laughs> wars, there we are. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, and death stalks him at every turn with a family and a world to protect. Can he save everyone before it's too late? So, cool, cool. Uh, we've got Miles Morales' Spider-Man, which is, uh, has been going fantastically. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, Spider-Gwen, now known as Ghost Spider. But uh, I've been enjoying uh, the Superior Spider-Man, which is uh, Otto Octavius as as the Superior Spider-Man. It looks like we've got a guest appearance by Doctor Strange in this one. Uh, Christos Gage still on it. so. Uh I think I'll I'll still be picking this up. Um Meet the Scrolls, we talked about that first issue when we yeah, first come out. just yeah. come out
0: this week, so it has. Um I haven't had a chance to tuck into it. Is it, is it out? I think yeah, we were out we, out we recommended number one, didn't
2: uh-huh. we? Yeah.
0: I know you've we're looking forward you've to got it, it on yeah. your pull, Roddy. I, yeah. I picked up the Scotty Young cover for it. I must have missed that. Um But uh yeah, it was out this week. So, look forward to tucking into that. It's just going to be a week five issue miniseries, uh-huh. be on issue four by May.
3: Yeah,
1: I think uh, it looked like a lot of fun. Like it was quite tongue in cheek yeah. by the sounds of it.
2: I would say so, yeah, absolutely. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I've read the first two issues so far. I am not yet convinced. What are you reckoning on? I've still only read
0: issue one. And I thought issue one was good. Um, this is going to sound so biased with my DC head on, but. I read it on Justice League annual back to back, uh-huh. and the Guardian story suddenly felt quite small to me, in comparison. But no, I enjoyed the first issue. I'm I'm gonna continue with it. You know, Donnie yeah. Gates is one of those guys. You know, you put your faith in him.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not kind of. I'll see. Uh, I'll see how it goes. I'm not... I enjoyed the movies. I've enjoyed uh, the the comics occasionally, but again, the whole cosmic Marvel thing doesn't really grab me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer the street-level stuff or the, yeah. the global-level stuff. You know, the cosmic-level stuff doesn't really do it for me, uh, which is maybe why so many DC things, I guess, leave me cold because there's always a, you know, with metal... Multiverse yeah, element, yeah, exactly. cosmic element, as you say. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a wee bit impersonal sometimes. Um, and, again, yeah, Donny Cates is fantastic, but I'm not going to get trying not to get caught up in the. Yeah, in you the don't have, around these things. You yeah, know? we
3: probably
0: should specify that. You know, when we say follow creators and you know follow creative teams, they no. don't always strike. Yeah, do, follow them, but don't follow them seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. I mean, I, I would always say pick up a first issue from a creative team you enjoy, but that doesn't necessarily mean stick with it the whole way. You know, if you don't like what it's about, that's fine. I would always give the first issue a chance, but yeah, following it blindly is yeah. know, not advisable.
2: Yeah, um, there's Captain Marvel by Kelly Thompson. Uh, I guess at that stage, uh, Captain Marvel movie is out next mm-hmm. week. This week, uh, this
3: it's Friday. This it's
0: Friday. Friday.
2: It's out uh, in uh, about three hours. Is it okay? So yeah. It is. So, midnight showings, but uh, it'll be this weekend when we yeah. catch it. All right. So we can if we can get this finished the next hour, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are
1: recording on Thursday the seventh <laughs> of March,
2: should we say? So uh, I guess uh, this this will be starting around now, ish, or, or is it two weekly, or whatever. So I guess yeah, folk will be picking up Captain Marvel because of the movie.
0: I was totally skipped past Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys the Marvel Universe Aye, with a, a beautiful
2: Phoenix based cover. There's a reason for that. The first issue that That's was
0: a great gorgeous was cover. I really enjoyed the first issue of it. It is. I do understand your worry of a character becoming overexposed and becoming suddenly the new cool character and the new Deadpool.
2: Uh-huh. And we all know how you feel about that character. Yeah. With, but
0: the first uh, issue was very strong. I kind of,
2: I just, I, I'm, I'm looking at this and I know it's going to have zero impact. There's going to be zero long term. It's just a fun series. Yeah. That's what I look at. Bah, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> um, old Quill, the next of the Old Man uh, uh, releases, uh, I guess i think it's ended up on earth hasn't it i haven't touched uh, that series to it, it must have done uh as quill can't escape from the madrox gang who were part of old man Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. so let's say it's ended up on earth i
1: was right? gonna ask a stupid question there are they all tied
3: together
2: they are uh, old man logan uh hockey appeared in old man logan mm-hmm. old man hockey then, then was a prequel to old man logan and Oh, okay. it was yeah. story as he was going blind and by the time Old Man Logan comes around he is fully blind mm-hmm. um, Old Man Quill I couldn't see how it was linked other than by the author but it seems that uh, after the first issue from what I understand they ended up in the wastelands which is the earth of Old Man Logan mm-hmm. uh, so they ended up there uh, I guess so that's what links it's all the same sort of all the same sort of stuff uh, Thanos story uh, seems to be Gamora origin sort of stuff anybody looking at Ironheart
0: uh, I'd
2: rather look at the other page Daredevil <laughs> at Arsky 5 and 6 uh, so Daredevil has been accused of murder Yeah. Uh, of a of a ganger uh, yeah essentially a
0: guy who bumped his head during a fight or an altercation with Daredevil he's not quite back up to speed at this point you know he's still Suffering. Sort of suffering after, uh, well,
3: death, I suppose. Yeah, death will <laughs> do that you.
0: You know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I said it previously, I think this Daredevil series is off to such a strong start. It is, it um, is. Uh, what, I, I,
2: and it'd be one of our top pulls in store. I mean, I, I certainly got the impression in the first couple of issues that uh, Daredevil thinks he's innocent of this killing, but he actually did it. Might have been accidental, but...
3: Yeah, I,
0: yeah, there was there was definitely a, bit, a little bit of mystery of it in the second issue where he was trying to make it out that he wasn't the one that was mm-hmm. there, and that it was so and that there was another unseen force
2: that sort of pushed that mm-hmm. that person over. So. But it seemed as simple. I mean, it cast my mind back to the. They Yeah, the you art, know, art, It looked like it was very clearly him. You know, and uh, you see uh, those billboards up around town. You know about how one punch can kill. You know yeah. I mean, how you know you hit someone, they can hit their head and it can be the end of their lives, sort of thing, and that kind of seems like that's what Matt has done here you know yeah. what I
0: mean it did seem very cut and dry but then the second issue yeah they sort of introduced elements of doubt to it but uh, I
2: don't know Yeah, or certainly Matt's doubting it yeah but uh, he's not seeming to turn or maybe any, he doesn't yeah. want to confront it he well, doesn't I want think to believe that, that it's true I suppose really interesting story I'm not reading either Shuri or Black Panther no Oscar winning Black Panther Suicide Squad won an Oscar that was nothing <laughs> yeah. nothing at all god, I hope James isn't listening <laughs> oh god yeah I will we'll just mention about
0: you know the guy winning for playing Freddie Mercury that'll set him off
2: Yeah. oh yeah what do you call him
0: <sighs> oh, what's his name Remy Malik. Remy Malek um, Bradley
1: Cooper was robbed that's all I'm saying alright and Ethan Hawke <laughs> was snubbed too I shall see. we say I,
2: haven't watched I don't Oscar, care about that' Oscar I good news uh, Black Panther's Tanahisi Coates who's writing uh, Cap. Cap as well so it's probably worth a picking up maybe be a trade job not sure uh, a couple of more features uh, I'm kind of drawn to the Alpha Flight number one facsimile edition because I've got a big soft spot for Alpha Flight <laughs>
3: uh,
2: the original Alpha Flight uh, and that's that's John Byrne yeah. John Byrne writing John Byrne art can't can't see it to me those characters as they're drawn by John Byrne are the way those characters are supposed to look. Whenever John Byrne drew Marvel, you know that's 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 whenever I got Marvel interested. Standard. That is yeah, Marvel. So to me, that to, to me, when you look at it, John yeah. Byrne is the Marvel standard exactly. That that is Reed Richards and Sue Richards and Thor. That's Cap and Daredevil, and you know what I mean. That's that's how they're supposed to look. Because uh, I think
1: he's he's very deco influenced, but it's his own as well.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd say you're you're exactly right there. So yeah, yeah maybe. Grab that. It's a reprint. Uh, Runaways and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange with Mark Mark Waid, Barry Kitson. Doctor Strange has been a really really strong series, uh, up until up until now. Uh, Doctor Strange's ex-wife, Claire, is back. At one of the uh, most horrifying points in his life, with Galactus at his back. Um, Rosenberg still has Punisher. Uh, Long may I continue. Absolutely, same artist as well with Kudransky on there. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, Love Punisher at the moment. Uh, Punisher's deep in the heart of uh, Begalia the uh, mm. the country of supervillains Last issue was the prison break, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So. Is
1: that Greg Smallwood on covers?
2: It certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. Zemo R. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Yeah, magnificent Miss Marvel.
0: Yeah, hasn't launched just yet. The first issue, I think, it's the next week or two
2: but it's as far as issue three come May this is the first time that G. Willow Wilson hasn't written it yep
0: oh, okay. G. Willow Wilson has defected really ready reading Wonder Woman at the moment
2: oh well sure I mean that's that's a good shout yeah good shout um, uh, well that team up today. that team up issue looks interesting Spider-Man was Marvel I haven't could read be. any of those Marvel team ups yet yeah it could be fun could be yeah it's Numbers. by the
1: same writer as um, Ironheart isn't it
2: yes it is E-Value e yeah. yeah well, well sponsored. no relation to Al <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we've got uh, one of my my top picks from ah. uh, is Marvel's annotated I didn't pick it this week because it's not the first issue or anything oh look but, the variant cover uh, oh variant cover by Stephanie Hans from what book from what, what book did it what is it could she what possibly write Oh, the die is it die I think it
3: is
2: <laughs> Uh, the the. Could we place our orders now for that one? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it might be, it might be grabbing both covers for yeah. that one. Uh, so. Oh yeah, and there's a Virgin variant cover by Alex Ross. Yeah, well. we wondered
0: for a long time what how the format was going to work for yep. Marvel's annotated, and they just completely nailed it. Yeah, works beautifully. First half of the story, second half the annotations, the extra material, sketches, essays, yep. breakdowns, script it's a real real lesson on how to produce something like that and it's the kind of story that deserves that treatment it really does
2: yeah yeah, great uh, great book so I'm looking forward to to having that whole series Uh, is that
1: it's a good evening's commitment to read them all it absolutely is
2: yeah yeah, (laughs) number four is the conclusion of the saga of uh, the original saga of Phil Sheldon as he publishes his best selling book on the Marvels um so yeah, good stuff. Uh, Wolverine Long with adaption, that's the podcast, isn't it? That adaption? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't been looking at X-Men Grand Design, but it seems to be covering the Extinction Agenda. Major X, uh, Rob Liefeld's triumphant return to all things X. Uh, it's shoulder, pad and shoulder pads and pouches and uh, terrible looking feet. Uh, <laughs> I'm really interested to see what's going on here. <laughs> yep it's a, a we blast 500 under guilty pleasure absolutely and uh, we were talking about Matthew Rosenberg earlier on Punisher and uh, he was on the uh, War of the Realms Uncanny X-Men because Matthew Rosenberg can't do X-Men and he's on X-Men at the minute 17 and 18 we still have uh, Wolverine and Cyclops shoulder to shoulder I love how they've done this soft reboot of the X-Men mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're slowly building it back up uh, from, from the base you know what I mean a long time ago uh, I guess there was a civil war in the X Men, and they were split between Scott Summers and Wolverine, and now these are the only two. These are the only two left, the one side and the other. So, they're uh, the, the most most of the mutants are gone. Uh, everybody, in the world thinks they're dead. We know better. We know that they're in this strange world of the age of X Men, but uh, that's neither here nor there when it comes to Rosenberg's run, so as uh, as Scott and Wolverine seem to be. Uh, tracking across America, trying to discover the last uh, the last mutants. So uh, yeah, new Black King of the Hellfire Club. There's Mystique. Uh, so yeah, really enjoying this book. X Men's sort of starting to get back where it should get. Age of X Men, however, the uh, the alternative, the the miniseries that spun out of Edge uh, of X Men Alpha, and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm honestly not grabbing any of it.
1: Was that the one that was weekly or? uncanny was weekly uncanny. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah and, and the age of
2: x-man stuff there's at least one issue yeah like. there was there was a an yeah. arc uh-huh. of that uncanny book while it was weekly uh that spawned into this i was very excited about x-man yeah not yeah. so excited about what happened uh so yeah, yeah our dead man logan uh another five issues left in it Wolverine infinity watch another jerry Duggan book uh, don't know what's going on out there on there at all Wolverine appears to have fiery claws, so it seems to be something to do with the return of Wolverine arc. Of uh, A bit more of the X Family. Yeah, the all X Family stuff, X23. X Force 7 and 8 by Ed Breeson, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the Kid Cable stuff. Uh, yeah, really enjoyable. Really enjoyable uh, so far. Uh, here we are, Savage Sword, Sword of Conan. Read the first issue of Savage Sword. Mm-hmm. It's. Just as good as Conan the Barbarian, uh, so I don't know why Marvel is so into Conan at the minute, but <laughs> but they're doing it right. They're doing it right. Uh, Age of Conan, Baylet, and uh, Conan the Barbarian. Jeez. Those covers.
1: They're not hanging about, are they? They're not. They're no, they're <laughs> really.
2: They're you know have they have. Has someone decided they needed more barbarians in their life, or you know? I think you can
1: always use more sword and sorcery.
2: Yeah, well, they're 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 doing it the right way for sure. Uh, Star Wars corner, I believe there's some Star Wars. I don't know why I'm not digging this, cause Kieran Gillen's writing it. Yeah. You know, and I've been I read writing it for a long time. I read a bit of it, sixty six issues in, and I don't know. Um, it's never I don't fully know grabbed it Yeah, I, I think anything of Star Wars outside of the movies really has not, has not really tickled me. Uh, Maybe it's still reaction to the last Jedi. <sighs> <laughs> uh, Age of Rebellion seems to be one shot uh, Galaxy's Edge, don't know what that is. Uh, yeah there you go a lot of Star Wars stuff and uh, that's kind of kind of us how oh, nice is that Green Goblin statue though
0: that's a lovely Green Goblin statue It's the fire coming out underneath uh-huh. it's pretty beautiful
2: Sandman one's quite nice bottom left as well that's Mr. Sinister yeah bottom left oh Sandman sorry my mistake <laughs> my mistake what's yeah, the,
3: what's
1: the uh, Marvel hor- horror on the back? Uh, is that a celebration again it year it is or?
2: I think it's 80th year sort of stuff uh they're pulling together uh volume collects the complete 1970s adventures of zombie brother voodoo the living mummy it the living colossus the golem Mm. gabriel the devil hunter the scarecrow Mordred the mystic strange tales supernatural thrillers astonishing tales marvel just to do a lot more sort of horror stuff E C I i guess i like the horror side of it yeah E C comic sort of stuff uh you need to really like it that's a hundred and one thousand three hundred twenty eight pages for 150 dollars so 120 quid. I don't like it that much. Yeah, he not like it that much. <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were going to say it's a thousand three hundred dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's Infinity Wars that's been collected. I don't think I touched it. I think I, I read the first issue of that and then put it down. to me. Yeah. Um. There's something that's released really sort of the Marvels poster book. We were talking about how in Marvels there's so many of the panels or the yeah. colors by Alex Ross that just should be posters, should be framed. Uh, so I might grab that Marvels poster book. Twenty four pages. Twenty four pages, twenty four posters,
0: essentially. Yeah, twenty
2: four high quality prints. I would imagine. From the debut of the original Human Torch to the Silver Age exploits of Spider Man and the X Men to the coming of Galactus, I think that'll be worth grabbing. There's also a, a postcard. postcard version. Uh, those are June and August releases. Marvel Masterworks: The Hulk, Thor, uh, Spider Man: Far From Home, or the movie, Spider Man by John Byrne Omnibus, uh, written by uh, written by and pencil by John Byrne that
0: would be worth grabbing another thousand plus pages
2: yeah Uh huh. that would be worth grabbing uh, Spider-Man The Gauntlet Spider-Man Noir big ah, collection trade paperback
1: very good series
2: yeah Uh yeah looks like it I, I thought about grabbing that as well that's collecting the original Spider-Man Noir 1 to 4 Spider-Man Noir Eyes Without a Face 1 to 4 Edge of Spider-Verse Spider-Geddon uh, yeah that might be worth that might be worth the grab.
3: <clears throat>
2: the Evolutions of a Legend. Captain America. Uh, Marvel. Marvel in the 90s. The Mutant Explosion. That's uh, X-Factor. The, the, the 90s X-Factor. Havoc, Multiple Man, Quicksilver, Wolfsbane, Polaris. Strong guy on the cover. Probably my favourite X-Team of all time. Uh, written by Peter David. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Marvel Visionaries John Romita Sr uh, Art of Herbert uh, Umberto Ramos on Spider-Man No
0: Road Home being right? collected yep. before um, how many is Noah's Home going to be Is a 12 10 Ten, Ten.
2: Yeah. 10 then there's your boy on the left Jason Arn. yeah Jason Aaron yeah absolutely so some nice collection Dead Man Logan collected uh Avengers by Drace and Aaron. we're getting into the War of the Vampires trade paperback by then and that's what's starting in the Avengers at the minute uh, Winter Soldier that uh, five issue miniseries will be collected one I know you'll definitely pick up and trade Hulk 3 yeah nope, probably not <laughs> X-Force collected the uh, Uncanny X-Men that we're talking about currently Rosenberg Cyclops and Wolverine collected uh, there is is that I don't know what Daredevil that is It doesn't say what's collected there. Yeah. All right. Okay. And I think that is Speedball, the Masked Marvel. (laughs) Nice. I think that is more or less me for Marvel.
1: Pretty good. Looks like a good month.
2: Yes. Plenty going on. Plenty going on.
1: So you're sort of your mid uh, event. Mid events. Yeah. yeah, you're
2: coming to a, that you know you to the ads of, of Spider Man Hunted and you're in the middle of War of the Realms, really yeah. I think is what we're is what we're saying. So So yeah, picks from that for me, Savage Avengers and those two War of the Realms, uh, Strike Force One Shots, Dark Elf Realms, and Land of the Giants. Excellent,
0: that Nice. brings us to an end of Marvel then. So I mean why don't we move on to the next show? Do that, but well, you yeah. know, we'll leave DC to last. Let's Thank save you. the best for last.
2: You were gonna uh, say that. <laughs> <Let's see.
0: laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad being so predictable, but you know, there you well, go. But because the indie month looks good this month, yeah. though. Um, if you look at the social media posts we've shared with um, all of our picks for the month, indie does cover a big chunk of it, uh, so it does some, especially some quality um, trip paperback collections, yeah. Coming out this month, so. Um. So
1: well, just looking through it again. Gentle reminder that this time, this month is actually, we are previewing for a free comic book day. Yeah. I know we mentioned it last month, but might be worth mentioning again, May the fourth. Also, Star Wars Day. You might not be like Keith
0: and. Uh, and also the possibility that uh, Keith may be running the store that day.
3: Oh yes, that's right. Really? <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm over in England for
0: a wedding. And uh, Keith has rather graciously and generously said he will, uh, as long as I show him the coffee machine, he'll be there. You coming in? We can just drink I'll coffee, and read comics
2: all day. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll come back on the Monday. They'll <laughs> both be lying. <laughs> Issues
1: everywhere. coffee yeah, They, lying they everywhere. talk about to
2: GIG yeah. too much. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do a bonus edition of the podcast. <laughs>
1: Uh, what went wrong or what went right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Might be a bit of both there. Might be a bit of both.
2: But yeah. Um, this week, as always, your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say it this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to start with uh, the image. Probably the best place to start, as always. Um, So I
0: believe this was one of Vicky's picks. One of Vicky's, and also it was going to be one of uh, Keith's right. picks as well. Yeah. He swore at the board a little bit that Vicky already picked it. Vicky picked it because it was one of those ones. If you like the magic order, you'll like this. Whereas with Keith, it was Jim Dresden files. Um, it being uh, sort of compared to so.
1: So we think it's secret society intrigue spell casting.
2: Um, it certainly is, and it seems. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it seems to be doing that, and as 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 Alan said, it was sort of for me, it was the Dresden Files side of things
1: cool yeah it's uh so Spencer deals of born into a world of magic his father belongs to the A ages a uh, secret society of black magicians ordered by their unseen masters to better the lives of others those with the greater potential but never themselves hmm. so yeah seems pretty good two two really cool creators and brandon thomas and carrie randolph um not entirely familiar with them both although carrie randolph has done a Series called Black, which was on Kickstarter, and uh-huh. I think the sequel to it, which is called White, is on Kickstarter at the moment. Right. Uh-huh. So yeah, it looks like a really good book. There's a lot of there's a lot of art in the previous book. If you want to have a look in. I think I'm going to bag Ultimate that. Heroes. Yeah,
2: I like the old uh, urban fantasy.
1: It looks very urban fantasy, yeah, yeah, like yeah. street level, but like lots of magic yeah. at the same time. Well, I'd say They're we're really still hungover cool.
2: from uh, the Magic Order and uh, and hoping for more. So uh, this would definitely be a good. A good shade
1: Yeah. And then we've got... don't know if anybody picked Gogor number one. Looks kind of interesting. Just going to move on. A little off. bit there. Yeah. 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 Looks interesting.
2: And we have
0: something Keith wanted uh, to the spotlight yeah. there. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, the thing about... The thing about Die, Die, Die uh, by Robert Kirkman was that it sort of came out as a surprise. Um so the first eight issues are now out, and uh, Image are re-offering the first eight issues. Uh, I guess they're, uh-huh. they're re-issuing them, uh, are offered again, so a lot of Just people... Just,
1: like, re-releasing them? Yeah, the, yeah, because all a lot at of... at the same time? Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of people didn't get, didn't pick it up, you oh, know, and they missed the first couple secret. of issues because yeah. it was a secret thing, yeah. you know, so... Uh, <laughs> unless you have a, a friendly neighbourhood uh, local comic shop owner who uh, keeps an eye on these things for you this is true yeah. I
0: keep getting die die die, die back in the game because what Kirkman did with this and also did with Oblivion song was he did massive print runs of them you yeah. know he Kirkman takes no sort of pleasure he went on record saying this he takes no pleasure in seeing what A Walking Dead number one sells for uh-huh. um, so anytime he's doing a, a new story now he does massive print runs so it's I must admit it's the first time I've seen something like that though know, here's the first eight issues Gone. All ready uh, to go, you know. So he's, he's
2: clearly held some of the print run back in order yeah. to you know to do this to reissue this, which Absolutely. is which is clever. I mean, the story is great, uh, extremely violent, very eighties uh, action movie. Yeah, and it, it follows both the the political side of things and the operational side of uh, of uh, of hit squads and and these four brothers, uh, quad quadruplets
1: quadruplets
2: quadruplets yeah yeah quadruplets uh, who you know are all trained killers and variously alive or dead or you know and in, involved in different things so it's, it's great you know yeah and now they've introduced aliens yeah <laughs> finally
3: you know yeah. never, you in, no, aliens. never,
2: never aliens. in the never in the water dead
0: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and die 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 but yeah die 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 it's one of those series if you are interested in it getting first prints of it in get, getting people from the start no problem pop in or drop us a message Easy to organise, and no problem. Again, that's
2: for, uh, let's get, get on it now for a May release.
0: Was there,
1: I'll probably get to it before I ask this question, or after I ask this question, is there going to be a trade paperback it? I would
0: imagine so. I mean, Kirkman's always been very good with trades, but I don't think it's in that, I don't think it's been solicited mm, for just yet.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of kind of cool volume ones of graphic novels from Image that you might want to take a look at. Um, first one I've got here is Bitter Root, Volume 1, which looks fantastic, like an action horror science fiction mashup. Um, so once once known as the greatest monster hunters of all time, the Sangarine family specialise in curing the souls of those infected by it. But those days are fading. A terrible tragedy has claimed most of the family, leaving the surviving cousins divided between the desire to cure monsters or to kill them. Now, though, there's a new breed of monster loose on the streets of Harlem. And the Sandgreen family must either come together or watch the human race fall to untold evil. So yeah, that looks pretty good. Um, yeah, David F. Walker and Chuck Brown, and then Sanford Green, the artist. Not, I've seen it on your your shelves before. Yeah, but, we've um, had the
0: first few issues in. So we have. Looks um,
1: looks interesting from what I can see, and then there's Cemetery Beach. Volume 1 or the entire thing
0: that's going to be the whole thing it's actually Warren Ellis so Warren is. Ellis
1: and Jason Howard looks really good and then
0: oh look at that
1: flip the page and
0: there it is and what's that that's Die Volume 1 Die ooh fantasy, fantasy heartbreak- heartbreaker yeah. trade paperback uh, yeah I mean we, we don't even need to mention that again but we're going to anyway uh, issue 4 I don't know if you boys have read it yet of course I would not throw spoilers either way nope. but um issue four, you can really start to see the direction the story is going now. Yeah. Um, you it feels like the end of an arc where issue four ends. Um, like they're setting up for that big issue before they take a break. But yeah, I do wonder. I, I'm half tempted to message Kieran Gillen about this, but I have a theory. Cause you can do that. That it's gonna be twenty issues. So, uh. <laughs> so on the back of the on the back cover of each issue so far has been well, kind of the twenty sided uh, die, uh-huh. and it always illuminates what color uh, sorry what number the issue is. Right. So I have a real feeling it's going to be twenty issues. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, mm. I'm really tempted to tweet him about it, and he is he's been very good at replying to our little theories that we've thrown his way. But I do think it's going to be twenty issues, which would be really really cool.
2: And of course, the word. Of die is a twenty-sided world. Yeah, It's yeah. got twenty different realms, uh, so twenty different areas. Yeah, that just that just seems so perfect. Um,
3: yeah.
0: So yeah, that's gonna be volume one coming out trade paperback yeah. in May. I would so, say a lot
2: of people will be getting uh, die trade paperbacks for for, yeah. for presents. Or yeah. a surplus uh-huh. of
0: I would say we'll have plenty.
1: Speaking of which, this is one I am definitely gonna pick up on bothy Well, all three of uh, the Kieran recommended too uh
0: no middle west uh,
1: is, is a, primarily a vicky keith and alan recommendation
0: yeah very much so uh, there's a couple other guys on it in the store as well but yeah thoroughly yeah. thoroughly wonderful it's title so far middle west book
1: one
2: yeah, Trade middle Paperback. west is fantastic yeah
1: scotty young writer this time and then art- artist jorge corona yeah. very
0: similar art style to scotty young he's got a tiny touch more realism but still quite cartoony
1: and a bit of surrealism, would you say? Very yeah, much yeah, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Middle West is again another one we've talked about a lot, and I would imagine orders for that will be quite big as well. And then
1: it's Middle West 1 6 as well, so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, image, there's.
0: Continuations a lot of, of Rat continuations, Queens, yeah. continuations of
1: saga book 3 now there is something we're looking forward to
0: deluxe hardcover book 3 yeah so saga what they've been doing is it's um it's released in traditional trade paperback um form which is always six issues uh saga pretty much invented the image model as it's now known which is do a story arc at a time in single issues take a few months break release the trade then move into the next art they've been doing these these beautiful hardcovers as well slightly blown up art uh, always with a brand new cover by Fiona Staples and each hard cover contains the equivalent of three trade paperbacks Saga's one of those that you know Keith and I were chatting about it before we started he's thinking of you
2: know getting caught
0: up before the singles come back well
2: I've read I mean I've read the first six yeah uh, which I bought the very first time it was through the door of Coffee and Heroes yeah uh, so it was a couple of years ago I read it but yeah I'd, I think just based on what you guys have said and especially I think he's heartfelt uh reviews I definitely need to uh, I definitely need to uh, pick up and get caught yeah. up in saga before it comes back and it's up to issue 54 four, right? 54 yeah and that's yeah. where
0: that uh, hardcover is going All to come right. up to so
2: well once I've read uh, the books that I've bought off the fantastic Fracture press books that I bought off Roddy a few yeah. weeks back still and it's released read no? Jeez, I'll get there man I'll get there But they
1: not first on your pile <laughs> you've, so? got, you've, you've got my money already
0: <laughs> he said it before he'll <laughs> yeah. say it again Trades you, go you know, to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> it's,
2: it it's the way it happens. And anthologies definitely oh, go to the bottom yeah. <laughs> of the pile. Poor anthologies. Yeah. Poor, poor anthologies. But I believe you want to talk
1: about this one? Or I've just turned the page. Uh, just
2: because uh, just it's so worth mentioning. Just because, I mean, it's not the first time I've talked about it, but uh, they are resoliciting I guess. Especially uh, five new it's in 5
0: in, trades.
2: It's in light of the. Uh, the celebration of the casting announcements for the forthcoming animated adaption of Invincible by Amazon Studios they're suggesting you stop up, stock up on Skybound Entertainment's best selling superhero series Invincible by Robert Kirkman, Cory Walker and Ryan Otley. Do
1: they have another superhero series?
2: Uh, that's a question Spont-
1: Skybound though
2: he he asks the hard questions. He asked the hard yeah. questions, but uh, there's an easy answer: just by I mean, Invincible. I mean, by yeah. Invincible. It sounds yeah. good. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, that
0: man just did <laughs> some beautiful upside down reading. and Then you throw that question.
1: In. <laughs> yeah. Um, A lot farm. of continuations. Yeah,
0: so fair lady, and we talked about that last month. Time. Yeah, yeah look and forward then to that. Farmhand number eight. Um, First trades already out. Beautiful book. Uh, then we've got a
1: few here that I'm really looking forward to Gideon Falls gunning yeah. for hits number 5 I know Vicky would be interested in Hit Girl season 2 number 4
0: yeah first issue that was fun it was. I think we really we. it all was, was really entirely dialogue on. free except for I think the last panel yeah Yeah. and but there was a lot it's of really humour in fun. it yeah, yeah really good
1: fun good. In that book um again this page is- Isola number 8 I'm really looking forward to that
0: I like that they've actually solicited for the trade of Middle West as well and then boom yeah, they're straight, in straight issue into issue seven.
1: 7 Little Bird number 3 I think number 1 is out next I week I think it might be next week yeah looking forward to that Um, Steve Niles on Kick-Ass still a bit confusing and weird to me but who knows how do you
2: mean weird and confusing because
1: he doesn't write Kick-Ass he writes like Thirty days of night. Yeah, like horror Oh yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Does it kickass? Doesn't seem like his kind of book, but if I'm not interested in it, no, I then. You never yeah, will be. Never will be. <laughs> uh, Paper Girls is back. I think that's part three of the final arc. I think so. It must be back fairly yeah. soon next week too.
0: Same again, it's brand K one in there. It's a fun series, Paper Girls. If you like some, if you like Stranger Things, for example, yeah, would recommend
2: picking up Paper Girls. Section Zero, Issue Two. Sharky the Bounty Hunter. Yeah,
1: no, sorry, skipped past a few of those.
2: Yeah. Uh Uh, So So I'm certainly about grabbing the first one, but haven't read any of them yet. Section
1: Zero, we talked about on the last. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just Um, as you turn
0: the page, there, Sharky the Bounty Hunter. That first issue was brilliant. Was it? Really, really good. Art style alone is worth the price of admission, but Mark Miller's just, you know, I was. Call him the Stephen King of comics, but like this is one of his ideas I think that works really really well. He's he's a great world builder. Like it feels like a lived in world in one issue. And mm. yeah, I'm really curious to see where that goes. But the first issue, I only read it a couple of days ago. I thought it was excellent. I have to say. Cool. There's one of
1: yours. Yeah, Skyward it. number thirteen still going very strong. Uh, the new arc must start pretty soon. Fix the world. Um, so this is part three. Solicited here. Um we've got Vindications, one I've never heard of. That's a Top Cow one. Um Walking Dead one nine one Still going strong. Still going. <laughs>
0: last couple of issues have been really good. Karen will agree with me on that. I think you might have even been in the other day when I was reading The Walking Dead and I got the last page. I was just like, holy shit.
1: Okay, we need to have a wee chat about this, Keith. Die, die, die. Yes. Has G.I. Joe style action figures.
2: Yes, they do indeed. That's Nate and Paul.
0: Is there enough guns though?
1: In yeah, it looks sandbox?
2: like they have a stack of guns. There's
0: only five.
2: Yeah. That's
0: my point. I don't
1: think there's enough guns. <laughs> so yeah, um, although Nate looks a bit like your man from Small Soldiers. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it
2: looks a wee bit, <laughs> bit like Cable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, that looks very good. You uh, get a just Middle when we're talking
2: about we merchandise, the Middle West T-shirt of uh, the kid's tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool.
1: We fox pin 2 Oh, the wee fox. Um, yeah, I think that's that's image done. It's
2: just getting bigger and
1: bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so into Dark Horse now. Um, yeah, it
0: has one of one of the ones I'm looking forward to there with uh, Stranger Things. So the I'll be honest, the Stranger Things comic that recently came out. It was alright. It didn't particularly seem essential. It was the story of Will while he was trapped in the upside down mm-hmm. world. But it just seemed to be going over the same events, but just from the other side.
2: Different point of view, yeah. yeah. So it I was th- interesting. I enjoyed it. But as you said, it, it wasn't going to say anything on fire, don't think?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. But this one, I think, could be really interesting. This one's called Stranger Things, um, colon 6. Uh, it says miniseries, I would presume, four issues again. Uh, this is actually going to be a prequel yeah, to the main yeah. series going to focus on the Doctor going to focus on government experimentation um, yeah I'll, I'll really yeah. I'll look forward to that I'd, uh, and hopefully by the time that's finished we'll have a new season of Stranger Things as well um,
1: I'd certainly seek out the
0: cover The Variant by Cal Lambert because that looks amazing
1: um, yeah so we have Aliens Rescue which I believe follows on from the events of Aliens Resistance, Resistance yeah. which we talked about last time probably pick that up because we quite like Aliens Yeah, Brian, yeah. Wood on it again. Brian Wood different artists this time Kieran Mckune.
2: see um, I've been really enjoying Alien 3 the the, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 adaption though I haven't picked up any other Alien stuff uh, ever
1: Dead Orbit is where you want to start I reckon really yeah really? Um, speaking of Alien 3 there's the hardcover oh um, looks very good. Then umbrella academy. Now umbrella that's academy. one
2: that I hadn't really thought about until I started watching the Netflix TV series this week. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the Netflix yeah. show. Yeah, most so of it. So you've mm-hmm. watched
3: all of it.
1: I've seen it all. Now I'm starting on True Detective season three. How, How that's, are you? That's my TV watching
2: six or seven issues in.
0: What's what's our current TV watching then? So you have finished umbrella I academy. You're on True one. Detective. I only did one. At a no, time, we're we're the like, same. Yeah. We're
2: the same. What would your at the uh, I'm really enjoying Star Trek Discovery uh, season 2 the final frontier uh, uh, it's really interesting so Christopher Pike um, for for those who don't know Star Trek was the original televised captain of the Enterprise he was in the pilot uh, of oh, yes. Star Trek uh, uh, it was him, his enigmatic number one who was played by Majel Roddenberry Gene Roddenberry's wife Um, and uh, Mr Spock as the science officer Mm -hmm. Uh, that was the pilot episode and then for the first episode of Star Trek it was uh, Shatner Shatner as Captain Kirk and you know Spock as the first officer and uh, Bones and that so we don't see there's no you know there's no mention of Captain Pike Mm -hmm. until I think it's a season 2 episode called The Menagerie which very cleverly it was a two part episode if I recall and it very cleverly took the pilot episode and cut it into like a courtroom drama, which okay. is usually a classic uh, TV thing of we're running out of money. We really need to do a couple of <laughs> episodes to see if so we'll do a courtroom and then we'll cut in stuff we've already filmed. So, And the story it told was that Spock was being court-martialed because he had taken Captain Pike. Captain Pike had been injured very badly by delta-ray radiation trying to save some cadets. Uh, in an accident as a as a fleet admiral. And uh so this is again the first time we're seeing here mention of him and you know, donkeys, you know, so they effectively made the pilot cannon. You know what I mean? So oh, wow. the, you know, yeah. and they retold this whole story of Pike visiting Talos Four and uh, you know, exposure to these aliens that were that could create change change you know, use telepathy to to influence your mind. So you were living in, you know, the ultimate fantasy, whether that be, you know, Know, a fantasy world of your own making or sexual fantasy or whatever else you know so it was a great story but Sp- but spock was taking captain pike who was now at this stage confined to a brainwave controlled wheelchair could only communicate through a light saying yes or no uh he'd gone from being the action captain to this and spock was taking him to live out the last days of his life in Talos 4 which he had visited before but by- but after the original visit to Talos 4 the federation had gone actually nobody could go back there again general order out of bounds you go back there it's it's death penalty it's capital punishment dealio you know so this was why spock was being court martialed and we learned that spock had served with captain pike for 11 years so many months and so many days and he was loyal to him and scott you know spock was willing to to break a general order so that he could live out the rest of his life in this uh mental world of his own you know his own making you know so it was a great episode, but what they've done in Discovery is they've brought back Captain Pike, because Discovery is set before the original series of Star Trek. So oh. Pike has taken over captaincy of the Discovery, uh, and Spock's involved, and it's it's and his number one is involved, and they've done a great job of finding an actress who looks a lot like Majel Roddenberry back in the 60s, and. It's so cute. <laughs> so Discovery, yeah, sorry, I went around the way. Yeah, <laughs> I went off with a tangent. I would have
3: been Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's the original. He, captain
2: that's Bruce or Greenwood, so. isn't it? Yeah. Plays him yeah. in the films. Yeah, so he's there. He was, after Robert April, he was yeah. the first televised captain of the internet. But so Discovery, Walking Dead. <laughs> like, yeah, what's what,
1: what about you?
0: Um, we're finishing off Ozark at the moment. What's fantastic. fantastic? Wonderful, wonderful Netflix yeah, yeah. show. Uh, yeah, the, the only reason I ask is because we're trying to decide what to watch mm-hmm. after that. Similar to Roddy, we watch one at a time. Although I say that, but Deadly Class gets watched every week without fail. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah.
0: But uh, we're trying to decide whether to jump on the Umbrella Academy, to jump on to Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, or jump oh, on to the next Marvel show, Sabrina, which for us would
3: be
1: Jessica Jones. season? Sabrina. all Sabrina.
2: That's it. Done. <laughs> I can't... Uh, I've never I haven't watched it since it was Sabrina the Teenage Witch with the girl who played Clarissa <laughs> Explains at <laughs> <it> all. Um, <laughs> On
0: and I can't. No, I can't get that out of, and that stupid puppet cat. As the ad campaign it's almost pro- probably said this is not your mama's Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. It's, know, this it's this is proper cult dark stuff because really. like
1: you like Riverdale too. It's yeah. got we'll the same it's Riverdale. the same sort of vibe. It's so the same yeah. world,
0: is it not? It's the same executive yeah. producer, showrunners, Roberto Guerra Sacasa. He also writes Afterlife with Archie. But it's, it's very good. It's really good fun. It's got a little, like few
1: dark elements too that mm. you like. Yeah, it's really, really good. Umbrella Academy is very good. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: yeah. I still have to finish Older Carbon as well.
1: Oh, that was. Well, last year I think. Yeah. So there's our TV anyway, tangent. So Back to yeah. the previous book. <laughs> well, we could vaguely tie it in there. I'm looking at American Gods here. Um it's a new one that's which was a great show yeah, and then awesome. there's Fight Club number 3 number 5 um, like Fight Club 3 number 5 yep it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna, very I'm turn the page. Um, so we got library editions of Harrow County which is fantastic what's Harrow kind of County about
2: is oh, that the one that's a wee bit Lovecraftian is it yeah
1: I think Ooh. I think you'd really enjoy it um, yeah
0: uh, Cullen Bunn's quite yeah, Colin, well known for his this
1: horror is, I think this is the essential Cullen Bunn
2: um, oh. Oh.
1: Yeah, I don't like. I wouldn't want to say any more in case I spoil it. But um, it looks really good.
2: And is that a, that's a trade? Is it a finished very series or? Li-
1: yeah, it's finished now. Yeah, I think it's finished, isn't it? But, I think so. Uh, yeah, well, usually, um, when they start
2: doing library editions for stuff, so
0: it's pretty much done.
1: Then there's one that I have no idea about called Last Stop in the Red Line, which is a very intriguing title. Um, so yeah, writer Paul Mabry and illustrator Sam Lofty bring a horrific murder mystery to Dark Horse. Really intriguing cover. Um, Detective Mejilia Torres investigates a vicious strangling on the Boston subway which, with no feasible leads, as potential evidence, produces dead ends. She inadvertently takes a vagrant named Yusef who may have a supernatural connection to the crime at hand. Sounds pretty good. Um, they've only got one page of art, but yeah sounds intriguing don't know if you like that sort of thing um yeah the massive omnibus volume one. i think alan talked about it last time i really
0: enjoyed
3: it Yep.
0: gary brown Art. the witcher
1: volume four maybe there's some fans out there of dark horse they have a lot of video game stuff there's the division as well minecraft volume one
0: um two Greater how, how quickly that page <laughs> yeah. was turned from minecraft sorry do you want to Not talk at all. about minecraft Not at yeah all.
1: we could i think i would have done the same thing <laughs> so yeah um a lot of there's a few disney things
3: disney like horror mickey
1: mice dracula donald duck and frankenstein zootopia comic frozen yeah looks cool if you like that sort of thing back to the Hellboy stuff we have BRPD BPRD Hellboy vs. Lobster Johnson Joe Gollum, Occult occult Detective Crimson Lotus yeah, so there's a lot of Hellboy stuff if you're into that Girl in the Bay number 4 I think that's the finale I haven't read the second
0: issue just yet and I've also set aside that one on your left there called Astro Hustle the cover of Astro Hustle just looks straight off an 80s video game (laughs) it had like a floating pirate ship it had a dog with a flamethrower it had um a samurai it had like an old-timey western gunslinger it just looks a hell of a lot of fun i haven't read it yet it was released this week but nice um so i'm really i'm looking forward to dipping into that actually
1: yeah so we're we're into the burger burger book section um this this is where i
0: feel dark horse gets more interesting yeah, yeah, I like yeah this, I'd agree with you I like um, this burger book so we've got
1: The Girl in the Bay we've got She Could Fly The Lost Pilot um, Invisible Kingdoms the one I think we're all looking forward yeah, to yeah we talked about that Christian Ward okay, G Wilson next week or two I, yeah, ne- I think next week's lining up to be quite the quite the week
0: quite the indie-tastic week yeah
1: obviously loving it
0: um, and also The Grim Knight.
1: next week that's yeah. on the indie title. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we're, we're doing the we're indie in, section right now. I think That's we're we are done with Dark Horse, so we're going to move on to IDW, and this is one of my picks, tying nicely into your Star Trek tangent earlier. So I don't it know. know if that, I don't know if that was together. planned or not, but du, um. Du, du, du. So George Takei is. Um, oh yes, Writing a comic. Um. Although I just have to put it out there that I believe it's not for May. I think this is an early solicit. I think it might be because it's a graphic July novel. July or August, yeah, um, yeah. It's an advance solicit for July release. Um, so yeah, this is um, it's by George Takei, and I believe there's a couple of other writers that helped him with it: Justin Isinger and Steven Scott, and the artist is Harmony Becker.
2: They called us enemy. They called um, us enemy. So I, I guess I mean I've read uh, George Takei's autobiography. It's. I think it's and it looks yeah whenever whenever the 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 Americans interned uh, sort of Asian populaces during the during the World War II at the start of of World War II
1: yeah Um, um, yeah it seems like it's going to be a very heavy book but he he says it's a story that needs to be told mm -hmm. especially in this day and age don't want to get political or anything but um, George has captured the hearts and minds worldwide with his captivating stage presence and outspoken commitment to equal rights I think that's, like, one of the things that I really like about George Decay is, like, he's used his platform to...
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: To speak out about anything and In order to that, try and make
2: things better for... Yeah.
1: For yeah. Your, that's... Uh, he's, like, an activist, and I know activists yeah. gets sort of, like, a bad rep these days, but it's it's a good word, and it's, George yeah, Takei is one.
2: Yeah, well.
1: yeah. He's the best kind, yeah. Yeah. Um, but not... Long before Star Trek, he braved new frontiers Um, he woke up as a four-year-old boy to find his own birth country at war with his fathers and their entire family forced from their home into an uncertain future. In a stunning graphic memoir, Takei revisits his haunting childhood in American concentration camps as one of over 100,000 Japanese Americans imprisoned by the US government during World War II. Experience the forces that shaped an american icon and america itself in the gripping tale of courage country loyalty and love so
2: isn't that a horrifying statement american concentration camps
1: yeah um yeah yeah, there was um there was an interview with him which i will try and look up the previous book did an interview with him and he said something really that kind of stood out to me and obviously i won't be able to find it but pretty sure it's further in but but yeah, I mean, if you guys want to keep talking, I will yeah. find it. <laughs> Tell us how much you love Star Trek again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just flick past all the IDW, Sonic oh, the Hedgehog. Oh, we'll uh, we we'll, we'll back to this. That's fine. You, we'll, can, you can keep
1: going. No, we'll get back to them. We need to talk about Sonic.
2: The Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog. Yeah.
1: Yes, here it is. Um, so, previews asked him, what do you want people to take away from sorry, what do you want people to take away with them after reading the book? And George said, I hope the young people that read this book understand the importance of their being active participants in the process of our democracy. Our democracy is great, but it depends on us as a people to make the ideals of this country true. I want people to read this book. i oh, sorry. I want people that read this There's a typo there. I want people that read this book to realize that prejudice is not what makes this country great. In fact, it makes it horrible. We can have a better week. We have to be better than that. And we can.
2: Now, can you do that in uh, George Takei's voice?
1: uh, No, because I will be
2: wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's a typo in the previous book there. I want people that read this to book... Realize that prejudice is not what makes. The it oh,
2: there's a bunch live. of typos in all of previews. Yeah, books.
1: previews. We'll have to. I'll have to. Have, have words a word on that. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe
2: grab that. That could be really interesting.
1: Seems like it's going to be a really powerful book. Yeah. The art looks quite manga, manga esque. Uh-huh. I might say. Quite minimalist using, as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. using the kind of like Japanese influence. Um. Yeah. So there's the Marvel corner of IDW. For kids, which is nobody's really on, no. No. Then there's the Sonic, Sonic section. I'm just gonna pass that. Then there's the IDW Star Wars corner. So, really strange. My, My Little Pony. Oh. IDW
0: are very well known for their sort of franchise work. Yeah. Although there is one next week that I know you'll look forward to. Franchise? Transformers. Oh,
2: Transformers. oh yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Brand oh, new, what bra- a week. Bradley, yeah. number one.
1: So, yeah, more Disney stuff. There's Big Hero 6,
2: Samurai Jack,
1: Scrooge, Samurai Jack, yeah. Then Goosebumps, Glow, Atomic Robo, Dick Tracy. Then we've got Turtle stuff. A lot of ongoing Turtles. There's Gears of War, Um, Narcos number two. I mentioned Narcos number one last month. Then we've got G.I. Joe. Um, Transformers five and six, yeah. I'll keep it moving. There's Star it's Trek. Like a conflict. You're a big fan of those comics, are Yeah, near uh, five. five number two.
2: Yeah, I'll probably pick up the first one. And see how it.
1: Yeah, and then we get to one that I was another one of my picks. If you look in the board, um, so there's it's called Root of Bones, which is by writer Rich Duick and artist Alex Cormac. Rich Duke's done like a lot of. um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, he's done a series called Gutter Magic, which was comics experience and IDW, and Alex Cormack does one of your favourite series, Alan, Sink.
0: Oh, Sink. Sink is a truly, truly horrible title, but it's (laughs) so darkly funny. Set in a a fictional place in Glasgow called Sink Hill, which is home to this urban legend of a blue van that drives around, which is filled with killer clowns. It is one of the most truly nasty tales you'll ever read, but it is captivating. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. What's Roto-Bones um, about?
1: Well, we'll see. Roto-Bones hopefully has the same sort of time and place that Sink has, because it's about Russian folklore. Um, so I believe in 1953, the Siberian gulag of Kolmaya is hell on earth. Um, I think there's a prison in there, isn't there? It's meant to be the worst prison in the world. Um And that's why Roman Muratsov leaps at the chance to escape it. But even if they make it out, Roman and his fellow escapees still have hundreds of miles of frozen tundra between them and freedom. With the help of a mysterious being straight out of his childhood fairy tale stories, Roman just might make it. Or is this the being simply a manifestation of his brutal circumstances, driving him insane? So it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a isolated prison in Siberia and it's, they have to make it out. They escape it, but do you really escape when you're just out in the wilds of Siberia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. High so looks really go. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, cover is amazing, um, and the internal artwork looks fantastic. I'm really, I'm really excited by it, and yeah, Rich. Rich is sort of like a writer to watch because I think we'll we'll get to him later, but he's done. He's done a good few stuff for IDW now, and he's done a lot of stuff for Comics Tribe as well. So yeah i think we'll get to him sooner we'll get back to him sooner rather than later and then alex cormack just the stuff on sync is
3: brutal have you read i've read the
1: first two <clears throat> but i find the comics tribe books are hard to get
0: sync was it like even the graphic novelist sync is hard to get um, Yeah. but i have a few guys who have it in their pull list who get the single issues and
1: is it still going yeah or did it end at six no it's all no. going
0: it's uh, up to eight now no oh.
1: Yeah. Okay, we've got a cool there's a cool uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah, Roy Thomas and Mike Mignola yeah they're obviously
0: yeah. releasing that in trade form that came out as a deluxe hardcover uh, oh a few my. months ago and um, was very popular in the store
1: and then yeah Marvel Masterworks pinup from
0: IDW cool I don't understand the relationship between IDW and Marvel uh, seems a strange one you
1: know, yeah it is a bit of a weird one yeah yeah i think we think we're finished
0: with idw um just flip past all those expensive
3: looking
1: statues, statues yeah <laughs> i think that they're, I like they're the same, same ones aren't they uh, yeah so yeah dynamite don't know if anybody wants to chime in feel oh, free you know you
0: want to read sweet valley high
1: sweet valley is that the series the... <laughs> my goodness
0: now that has been an excellent Sweet valley high is no um hang time that first issue was fantastic. of Darkness, Bubba Hotep. There was, uh, I think I've spoke about it before, but there was a regular Carl that comes in and he was a wee bit disappointed in Bubba Hotep. He said this, this should write itself mm-hmm. and it got a bit overtly complicated, but that is so that the title I delivered. I've, I think yeah. that's the title he thought Bubba Hotep would be. Ah, okay. uh, But yeah, it's it, off to a great start. First issue was really good. Nice, yeah, um James Bond
1: still going strong, Elvira, then there's Crackdown too, um Kiss, Peter Cannon This is one that
0: I came in the chat to you guys about. I've got the first two issues of this and this is bloody wonderful. It's Kieran Gillen. Karen Gillen again. Ooh. Um it's it's like an old superhero that he's rejuvenated and brought back to modern times called Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt. He's like the most intelligent man in the world.
2: He's also the character on which Ozymandias is based. Oh really? Mm-hmm.
0: The first two issues of that were excellent um, again I just jumped on it because of you know Die and Karen Gillan and all the rest mm-hmm. and the first issue was a little tricky to get a hold of seems to be a small print run but yeah. really really good it will be one to keep an eye for when I hits trades
1: Casper Wingard the artist um, he did a lot of stuff for T-Pub back in the day he did an image series called Limbo and I know he's done a few different things for Marvel a few different covers I think he worked on Robotech as well for Titan um, yeah yeah, so Red Sonja, Turok, Six Million Dollar Man, Xena.
2: I picked up, well, back. I sort of g- I grabbed the, didn't, uh, had a look at the first issue of Six Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought the, the concept was kind of interesting, you know, the fact that he's a Six Million Dollar Man and, you know, how do you create a cyborg with Six Million Dollars in 2018? <laughs> and that's kind of the crux of it, the fact that he's now it's failing. Two, it's 2019,
0: Keith. What did I say? 2018. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: okay, well, you know so the really? times but uh, the, the concept of it is that he's starting to fall apart a wee bit you know uh, the, but the art just didn't just didn't grab me at all it was kind of too cartoony it's all right. clearly Andy
0: know. saw you grab it because 10 minutes after you left he
2: bought it oh yeah I just, I just opened it to a look
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so we're in the boom now
1: we've got the Josh Whedon quarter, Firefly, Firefly fantastic. and Buffy Buffy's haven't tried
2: the, it yet
0: yeah first uh third print first Mark. issues are next week are they cool sweet yeah took a bit of time coming in rather yeah. but it's been a big success so what's far. that there
1: that there is the magicians alice's story which is the gem of the month from lev grossman lila Sturgis, illustrated by pierce back
2: tell um, me more it.
1: Well I don't really know more uh, I can read you the blurb if you want um, The first graphic novel set in the New York Times best-selling trilogy that inspired the hit, hit TV show There's a hit TV okay. show? Um. Yeah, acclaimed novelist Lev Grossman, teams with New York Times best-selling writer, Lila Sturges Lumberjanes and breakout, art, breakout artist PS Back for a new look at the smash hit series The Magicians Interesting Um, Alice Quinn is Manifestly brilliant, she's always known as she's always known that magic is real during her years at Break College for magical pedagogy. <laughs> she rises to the top of her class, falls in love with Quentin Coldwater, and witnesses a horrifically magic creature invade their dimension. It's not soon after graduation when Alice Quentin and their friends set their sights on the idyllic setting of Filori, a place thought to only live in the pages of their favourite children's book.
2: I see. TV show that I've heard I would say of. that's yeah.
1: not for me so no don't, yeah, move but, on yeah, okay. it kind of has your urban fantasy though Yeah, no, not, but... it doesn't have the dark side of the urban fantasy
3: <clears throat>
1: now this one looks cool it's called Bags a story or a story thereof which is by the award winning uh, creator of Over the Garden Wall which is a fantastic Netflix series which maybe you might have to put bump up to the front of your watch list if you've never seen it um, it's a cartoon show, ten minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic, really heartfelt, heart wrenching too. Um, it's like
2: was that a was that a like a Disney movie? Did Shatner no, do no, a voice? No, it's for, more.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, mm, I don't know. Shatner's in it, maybe. Can't remember, but yeah. um, it's it's utterly fantastic. It's gorgeous, really kind of spooky. All right. Okay. Spooky, kind of. You kind of get a old-school Cartoon Network vibe from it. Um, it reminded me of The Halloween Tree, if anyone's ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely classic film. Um, yeah, this looks pretty cool. Um, this is the tale of John Motts. He is a man who had a dog, but now that dog mm-hmm. is gone. John searches his house, his street, and his town, but the dog is nowhere to be found. John soon realises that he must travel further, past the road, and into the trees if he's ever going to find out the truth of what happened.
2: I'm getting mixed up between over the garden wall and over the hedge. <laughs> you can see. Yeah,
1: I think you're. Why? That's, yeah. You could you could be forgiven, like
2: <laughs> you could be forgiven. Well, we'll
0: forgive you
2: for that one, do uh, Will we? And William Shatter did do a voice in it. That's in, over the over hedge. The garden wall. Over, not the, over hedge. the hedge. Oh, over okay. the hedge. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yes, um, a lot of boom stuff. Probably not. For
0: us, well, there's over there is the *Over Wall. the
1: Garden Wall*. *Hollow Time*. Nice graphic novel there for you, um, yeah, *Rockwell's Modern Life* number two, *Afterlife*.
3: I used to be *Rockwell's Nickelodeon. Modern
1: Afterlife*, should I say? So getting into the sort of page by page thing, *Action Lab*, *Spencer and Locke* number two. Read the graphic novel of that. It's volume one. It's very very good. What's it? Um, *Spencer and Locke*. So. Spencer and Locke. It's about a cop, but he's got an imaginary... Imaginary friend. It's, it's, it's kind Cal- of Calvin he, and Hobbes he described on. it as Calvin and Hobbes meets something like a murder mystery, mm-hmm. but it's so funny. Yeah. It's so good. Really, really good. Really, really good comic. I think that's probably one of the main things Action Lab are known for. Um, yeah... yes um in the aftershock now i believe this is another one i wanted to talk about killer groove is a weird one because we're i think i mentioned it to you guys and you're like yeah 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 it looks cool and all and i was like no it looks really good um but they it almost seems like it came at the wrong time so and 1970s Los Angeles, Johnny is one of the thousands of musicians trying to make it make it big while working a crummy bar job and getting drunk with his whiskey-soaked PI friend Jackie. When Johnny gets tangled up with the local mob hitman, he not, not only finds a new and violent career, but maybe the inspiration for his music as well. Um, so yeah, it's, like I said, kind of came along at the wrong time after gunning for hits, which is so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a re- it's a creative team I'm really excited for, so that's why I'm kinda you know, I'll give it a pass. Um Ollie Masters, who's done Snowblind, which is one of my favourite boom miniseries, and Johan Marin, who's like an Irish guy who who's done a lot of work for Dynamite with James Bond, Centipede, Army of Darkness. I think he did an X-Men Christmas special too with yeah. PJ Holden. Uh,
2: oh, okay.
1: So yeah, Killer Groove, I think um, got a lot to live up to. I know Jordy Blair's a colorist as well. Um, yeah, so music thrillers. With what assassins. You... Yeah.
2: Um... <laughs> Sounds like Deep Impact and Armageddon all over again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's one of those. One of those ones. We yeah. need to convince Dante's you. Number peak one. And volcano. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. And that other
2: one about the heavy wind.
1: Creative team kind of sways it for me, but I remain kind of skeptical. because gunning for hits. Is so
2: good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Aftershock they do have another number one called Descendants.
2: I mean, I'd be willing to check out another yeah. musical thriller. Yeah. They have yeah. It, yeah.
1: Comics needs more of stories about music, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this looks quite interesting. Um, it's a really cool blurb. Uh, it's like wanted information as to the whereabouts of Jackson E. Miller, son of Senator Carter Miller. Child was kidnapped from his Washington home between 4 and 6 a.m. on Wednesday, May first 2019 Um, so yeah conspiracy theories government corruption and a really good mix of prints drives David Corey to help solve the mysterious disappearance of his famous politician's son when David realizes the truth is much more dangerous than a kidnapping he must battle ancient secrets that have endangered the lives of children for centuries this conspiracy fueled adventure story looks at the darker side of American history through the eyes of an unlikely team of heroes oh so yeah, it looks quite good. Uh, Stephanie Phillips um has done stuff for Black Mask, Aftershock as well. And born Bornyakov. Hope I got that right. Definitely um done. yeah, like and I think he's done stuff for Aftershock as well before that. Looks like a really interesting mix. I don't really know what it's about. But <laughs> <laughs> it looks kinda cool. Yeah. <laughs> um i think we were saying about mary shelley monster hunter last month yeah like yeah, karen's picks yeah. it's a lot of good stuff with aftershock yeah um keep it going um blood realm i think i mentioned a few times for alternative really like the first one not sure on the newsprint uh, yeah we have to skip past the bees oh <laughs> well, we can we could sort of go through black mask and they've kind of gone a bit silent haven't they do they still because there was a period of time there where was there was, period, there was loads a lot of, of big hits there's a there. really really yeah.
0: good one called we can never go home yeah which was very good um there was another series called four kids walk into a yeah. bank which a beautiful think, canvas um the the uh, Young Terrorists was another yeah, one, so they went yeah. through a little period where they were really, really... And there's
1: um, too, is that another
0: mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Uh, Clandestino as yeah. well, it's another one. Yeah. So yeah, there was a time that were really, really productive and now it just seems to have slowed down a little bit so it has, but uh, there are some good Black Mask titles out there. Yeah, well,
1: um, yeah, remember I said we were going to talk about Rich Dweck some more? Well, here we are. Uh, <laughs> So we're back to Comics Tribe. Um, fantastic
2: segue, fantastic. Was it good? Beautiful one, yeah. yeah.
1: Appreciate that. Um, so this one, only about a month ago, I was, I don't know if this is like a horrible plug, but I was, Donna A. Black and I have decided to do the Kickstarter, right? Logo uh, away. Cheap plug. Um, so yeah, I was looking through Kickstarter, just like randomly, I was editing our page. Um, it's coming out March 25th, if you want to back it. <laughs> Um, nice ghost story traditional horror in the vein of the woman in black yeah you might want to check it out but anyway was reading through Kickstarter and I saw this one called Wailing Blade and I was like that looks amazing looks yeah. really really cool nice. like Berserk style Fist of the North Star kind of manga but only in a comic book Um, looked really good Um, I just thought shipping was too much for me and they didn't have a reward for a single comic it was a reward for two um so it was a bit strange but now i see they kind of said on the kickstarter they were trying to supplementary kind of funds getting it into like the diamond previews again yeah uh so here we are it's um rich duke who's writing it it's called wailing blade and joe mulvey i think did another comic Stripe series called scan He's a really great artist too, um, but yeah, you'll I think you'll you'll probably love this. It's kind of perfectly. I think it's on point. It's like a cheesy sort of executioner style revenge comic. So the head taker, feared executioner and wielder of the legendary Wheeling blade, kills every man who meets his gaze, and right now he's looking at Taichon. An upstart bandit prince fighting to save his father from the chopping block. An oversized first issue with so much skull splitting action, you're guaranteed to lose your head over it. Wheeling Blade is high adrenaline fantasy adventure in the dark future of mankind. From the mad minds of Rich Duick, Gutter Magic and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Joe Mulvey, Scam. So yeah, and uh, they also have cool silver and gold foil enhanced mm-hmm. covers. So if that takes your fancy, those collectors out there. Yeah, I've seen preview
0: pages from that as well. So I have because uh, I follow Comics Tribe on Facebook. Yeah. Just yeah. because of sync, and uh, yeah, they've been previewing pages from *Willy Blade*. They've got really high hopes for it.
1: I do too. It looks really good. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Um, some Dynamic Forces stuff. So Maybe no, there's no, an additional no Batman, ba- 50 no for Batman 50s
0: there now? No, no, I think they're sold out of those. Um, yeah. Only Detective 1000s there. <laughs> my, next, uh, uh, no. my next... No. My next ridiculously expensive... Uh, <laughs> Habit. Pursuit. Yeah. Um, but now we're talking.
1: Now we're talking. Uh, this yeah. was one of your picks. This is one of my yeah. picks,
0: yeah. This is um uh, in these series called Drawing Blood Spilled Ink. It's uh, going to be a four-issue mini-series. Um, what drew me to it is that it is an indie comic being um, produced by a new studio called Kevin Eastman Studios. Well, like Kevin Eastman, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, was one of the co-creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and what he is called Drawing Blood Spilled Ink is a totally fictional true story. Uh, it's essentially a fictional uh, take on his life after he sold Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So... Anybody who wasn't around when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first came out, it was everywhere. It was on lunchboxes. It was action figures. It was plush plus toys. It was an animated series. It was computer games. It was, it was crazy, and it all came from just this small indie produced comic, you know, called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so this looks really really interesting to me. Um, you know, they have changed some details in it because, I, I suppose, it's gonna. Um, to the line between what's what's real and what's not, you yeah. know, what really happened and what maybe is his memory of it. But for example, instead of teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in it, he creates a comic called Radically Rearranged Ronin Ragdolls. Uh, <laughs> they don't sound like heroes in a half shell. They don't. No turtle power there. Um. And what's interesting as well is that drawing blood. Uh, miniseries series. They're also going to do a one shot of the radically rearranged Ronin ragdolls uh, as sort of a companion <laughs> piece good. as well. I
1: have read it. I don't know if I read the whole thing. I backed drawing blood on Kickstarter because it started life as a Kickstarter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was a year ago now. As um, long ago as that. Yeah, yeah, um, it's fantastic. I must say,
0: but uh, yeah, so yeah, just just, just to see, do, see uh, someone who created something that iconic, sort of stripping it all back and you know come back with a new indie comic, new studios. Obviously, the Kickstarter I'm guessing went very well. Uh, yeah I think it did yeah Yeah, so I think that's one to really really look forward to I think it could be an interesting sort of niche title but I kind of get the feeling that might be that might be something special
1: yeah he's also done some cover he does the variant cover for Drawing Blood Mm -hmm. and then for the one shot of Radically Rearranged running right, ragdolls running ragdolls it yeah. doesn't roll off the tongue no. the same way as Teenage Probably Mutant Ninja Turtles but research that before I said that um, yeah he does a he does a alternate cover of that as well Freddie Williams the second does a cover of that yeah the he does Batman Teenage so, Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles it's really like a really intriguing series I must say yeah looking forward to because I don't know I'm like yeah, have I read the whole thing read? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah going on we're Halfway through the indie section. Sorry, everyone. For <laughs> <it's thinking. laughs> a long, long time.
0: This man loves his indie. Yes. Yeah, so we've got. Yeah, it's all about just finding we sort of small nuggets now because the previews pages get a little smaller at this point. Yeah. So they don't seem to feature quite so much. I stuff. think
1: there's there's good stuff if you're into the sort of stuff that like oni Press do. There's mad cave studios too which looks quite cool they've got honor and curse knights of golden sun and battle cats i've seen the artwork of some of that it looks really good um yeah On- Oni's still going there's a lot of there's a big celebration of women in comics with archival quality altered history of willow sparks space battle lunchtime volume one my boyfriend is a bear Sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> spectacle and Wet Moon, book one. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Damn right. Um, yeah, I think we're probably near the end. Did I have any Oh, I have one more. What about you guys? Do you have any more indie? Uh,
0: no, that was my you indie know. with uh, Drawing Blood, Spilled Ink, and nice. also with the uh, the Die Trade. For my two cool, well I just have
1: Yeah, getting to the end here I have one more which is Spotlight in the previews Another trade paperback It's The Damnation of Charlie Wormwood um, It's by Christina Blanche Chris Carr and the artist Is just called She um, Complete omnibus of the phenomenal story Edited by Mark Wade of all people How far will a man go to save his son Charlie Wormwood has a pretty Normal life, a house, a wife, a job a, And a kid with his son sick, he begins treading a dangerous path to make things right. Teaching in prison gives him many opportunities. But what problems will he create as he walks into the prison of darkness for his family? So yeah, um, again, I would say look up the art. It looks fantastic. And this is from Sourcepoint Point Press. So definitely one worth seeking out. It um, sort of combines prison drama with um, like a crime story. I must say it looks very good, and then yeah, I think
0: that's the only thing to do with the Wormwood one you've
1: been talking
2: about. Is no, it? No, no, that was uh, Garth Ennis book for many years ago, the Chronicles of Wormwood.
0: Yeah, so was one of those yeah. recently. It was uh, Chronicles of Wormwood goes to Washington. That was Ben Temple's. So that's Mister Mr. Mr. Wormwood goes oh,
2: to Washington. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah uh, different, different again. Different again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wormwood is clearly popular. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it would appear. So yeah, you. into Titan Secret Life of Pets number one of two. Kinda good movie, enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. Some DC mini mates, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's Valiant as well. Probably we'll get the vault. Um you guys don't follow much Valiant, do you?
0: No, there's there's a couple of guys in the store starting to get into Valiant at the moment. There is good Valiant stuff out there. Um, it, but it seems to be one of those publishers that just <laughs> doesn't get the love. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, there's a series they do called Quantum and Moody, which I'm actually quite a fan of. It just toes the line nicely between buddy cop drama and comedy. Um, so there, there's good stuff in The Valiant World. Yeah,
1: and, well, I know we were talking about Saga earlier. I just wanted to mention... Um,
0: the Ridiculous Ripoff?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if it's Ripoff or a Tribute. It's really hard to tell, because <laughs> with Vault Comics, I know they have their... The, like the Marvel style alternative hmm. covers yeah which are tributes but I don't know how um, financially aware they are that they're ripping it off Um but this one Destiny chapter one um, it
0: even looks like an image logo in the bottom left hand corner
1: yeah it's called Volt Vintage and it basically is just it's just a saga cover isn't it yeah that's like a saga cover isn't I yeah. think they
2: they're doing it because they I hope it.
1: they have permission for that that's all we'll say but yeah even the chapter one is like yeah. the style De- destroy is like the or she said destroy should we say um yeah then there's I just don't really know there's not much else there I think there's another vault series coming out which is the Queen of Bad dreams number two um wasted space is still going then they've they're reoffering heathen which is a really good series um yeah.
0: No love for Xenoscope then? No, sorry Xenoscope.
1: <laughs> I think that's it. Um Yeah, we're getting into manga territory now. Um which would be so much about So I think that will bring an end to your colossal indie section.
3: Yeah, that'll do.
1: That was
3: impressive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you definitely need to lie down too. after that. <laughs> <laughs> at least an hour Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> that gives me. Well, about, <laughs> there's
1: a lot of there's a lot of books. Yeah. That
0: gives me about five minutes to get through the uh, DC stuff. Mm. DC's plan is at the moment a lot of series coming to an end. Um, no new real series announced. Black Label being a bit of a disaster. Uh, but this month's really, really, you know, got me excited again. Um, you open it up. They're doing a uh, first of all. They're doing a third. A volume of Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, same creative team as before. James Tinney in the fourth writing. Freddie Williams, who we mentioned there, the second, is doing the art there. Um, and it's interesting, it says that the 80th anniversary of Batman collides with the 35th anniversary of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's going to be a six issue series. The first two volumes are always popular in the shop. So uh, that'll and be interesting. Making
1: okay. an animated series, aren't they? Or yeah. an animated movie? I
0: believe so, yeah. Very uncovered by Kevin Eastman. Kevin Eastman again, getting back into in the comics in a big way. Uh, but then we, we turn the page and, oh my God, it's a Black Label title. It
1: exists! Whoa, Who possibly the fled? last
2: Black Label title we'll ever see. <laughs>
1: the last night on Earth, the last Black Label title on The Earth. last word
2: yeah. on the Dark Knight. Um, if you recall, this was part of the initial announcement this of Black was, Label. So. This was. This was something we have waited a long
0: time for. Um, as a Batman fan, as a Snyder and Capullo fan... This is something I've been waiting on for a long time, and uh, this is Batman Last Night on Earth. The blurb for this again, it just, Schneider seems able to redefine Batman any he writes him. And the blurb for this one kicks off with Bruce Wayne wakes up in Arkham Asylum, young, sane, and he was never Batman. So begins this sprawling tale of the Dark Knight as he embarks on a quest through a devastated DC landscape, featuring a massive cast of familiar faces from the DC Universe. As he tries to piece together the mystery of his past, he must unravel the cause of this terrible future and track down the unspeakable force that destroyed the world as he knew. So this is gonna be a prestige format series. It's gonna be three issues, um, 56 pages for each. My first worry when I see Prestige
2: Format is is this going to be another Batman Damned? <laughs> I love how they have specifically addressed that question. Oh yeah. Published at DC Standard comic trim size. Exactly. <laughs> so we're good. Oh, oh, Sorry, man. we were I dicks with it, that
0: whole yeah. Batman Damned thing. And the other thing I would say is that Capullo is a very very reliable artist. He will turn his pages in on time. He's been teasing this on Twitter for Whoa, what seems like 6 months
1: for May or not handed in his pages on time well I don't know if we I don't know if Capullo's planning to draw the battle
0: line. Yeah. so you know I think it uh, I think this will ship on time it's actually going to be a bi-monthly series anyway they have yeah. said it from the start um, do you know what it reminded me of when I read the blurb and saw the picture do you know the
1: dream sequence in Is Batman versus Superman what's that movie I've never oh, seen that the director's called oh, that, uh, what did you call I did not the nightmare uh, sequence the nightmare sequence with uh, him that's that's all I can think
0: about when I look at that cover I don't know why <laughs> yeah it's, well it's but, nice that quality makes you think of quality uh, <laughs> it's nice that uh,
2: quality <laughs> makes you think of that one scene
0: yeah. in that one yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean beautiful colours beautiful artwork for the, the cover
1: intriguing with the Joker's head well it's the... interesting because the
0: first time I looked at it I thought Batman was carrying a green lantern but then it obviously turns out to be the Joker's head in a But uh... well,
2: that was they talked about them carrying the Joker's head around in the original
0: yeah in the original pitchfork yeah. yeah so this is going to launch at the end of uh, at the end of May I mean this creative team for me is just pure gold I know that a couple of you have had issues with metal and so forth but the Batman run for the new 52 is just yeah, definitive it's kind of
1: they do something new each time because batman like 52 is the pinnacle the serious sort of like detective run mm-hmm. then metal is
0: this big like overblown sci-fi fantasy yeah it's like a metal like yeah yeah, metal. yeah yeah
1: yeah but this is like their pulpy well like i don't i don't know yet but by the looks of it it kind of looks like a pulpy yeah they get to to do whatever they want basically because it looks like kind of crazy elseworlds title yeah so yeah i'm i can't wait can't wait to be honest it's probably one of the first dc titles i'm excited by um
0: yeah i'd say the creative team alone i mean and they have said both schneider and capola is going to be their last work on a specific batman title (sighs) like obviously schneider's writing justice league and Capullo's doing bits and pieces here and there, but this is the last time they said, And they've said this for a while. It's not like this is just in the blurb of, oh, this is the last story. They have said this for a while. This was the last story they had in mind. Um, Turning the page then, we come to what I presume is going to be DC's big event for the summer, uh, which is called Year of the Villain. Uh, That's a pretty uh, massive writing team on it, to say the least. Bendis, Schneider, and James Tinney in the fourth. Uh, are jim chang alex malev and francis Manipel. Uh so what this is going to be uh from what i can guess is that this is going to spin out of the pages of justice league in justice league you've had issues focusing on the legion of doom focusing on the evil characters um, focusing on what happened with the source wall and how lex has
2: actually one-upped the justice league with the uh... i have a feeling it's going to spin out of everything i think it's going to spin out of Batman as well because his villains have got one up and I think it's going to spin out a Superman with this whole Leviathan thing yeah and the Lois and uh, Jimmy sort of stuff so I think it's going to spin out all of them I think that's where they're all going
0: yeah I mean that's I mean the blurb starts with evil is winning you know Lex, Luthor and the Legion of Doom conspire with cosmic gods obviously that'll be Perpetua you know with uh, what's happening in Justice League bending mankind toward a dark destiny elsewhere the scourge so there you go elsewhere the scourge of uh scourge i should say of leviathan spreads unchecked seizing power in every corner of the world and all the while the batman who laughs busies himself in the shadows aligned with no one yet with sinister plans for all so what this is going to be this is going to be a little 25 cents one shop now we're not the kind of store that's going to charge people 20p for a comic i would actually feel embarrassed to do it to be honest so we're just going to order in a truckload of these if you've got a pull list with us this uh this little one shot will be in your box that week it comes out so um don't be worrying about missing out on that we'll make sure everybody gets a sweet a copy of that um which leads us then on to a title that was teased and teased on social media you could say it was deceased oh (laughs) jeez! oh the jokes (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah this is um, a lot of guys know about this already it's uh, deceased or eased as Keith D-C-East, is uh, yeah, yeah. taken to calling it but again this goes back to what we're saying about following Creators, Tom Taylor doing this i uh, have got Capullo doing covers you've got Trevor Harrison Stefano Guadino, Guadiano sorry, and James Harren I must be honest outside of, outside of Trevor Harrison I'm not too familiar with the other two artists Uh, I have to say but uh, this looks really interesting it does at its base level look a little bit like DC's version of Marvel Zombies Um, but again I go back to having faith in that creative team uh, with Tom Taylor writing Um, the blurb goes a mysterious techno virus has been released on earth infecting 600 million people and turning them instantly into violent monstrous engines of destruction the heroes of the DCU are caught completely unprepared for a pandemic of this magnitude and struggle to save their loved ones first but what happens to the world's greatest heroes if the world ends uh, so again there's going to be a six issue mini series that kicks off the very first day of May um,
2: I think it's going to be interesting because you know the last couple of DC mini series you've had like, big cosmic metal you've had uh, Doomsday Clock we're all sort of waiting to see you're waiting for the other shoe to drop Yeah. same with uh, with Tom King's Heroes of Crisis mm-hmm. it's a mystery whereas this looks like it's just going to be you know balls to the wall Straight fight, out for, fight for survival you know survival yeah
0: yeah it also comes with a really the, as I say cover A is a Capullo one but I'm wondering if they're going to do these horror movie variants for each issue I've got one here by Yasmin Putri which is clearly the uh, yeah, it
1: looks really cool doesn't it
0: the it's a, it's homage a, to it it with a uh, young Robin taking a balloon off I think that is the Batman who laughs behind that balloon
2: you'll die too yeah so you'll float too
0: <laughs> we all float down here <laughs> So yeah, deceased, I think that's gonna be a big one. Um I'd really recommend jumping on that. Tom Taylor. Tom yeah. Taylor all day long. Uh Brian Hill, we come back to as were yeah. chatting about earlier.
2: Brian Hill was sort of all Dark Elf Realm,
0: yeah. yeah. Same
1: sort of kind of thinking of Tom Taylor, just
2: work for both sides.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. nice to see. It's it's what it should be, you know. Yeah. There's,
0: there's great characters for DC and Marvel and then yeah. obviously the freedom of independent comics so i don't like exclusive contracts They kind of bug me a little bit like i saw an interview with scott schneider recently where he said he has a kick-ass idea for an incredible hulk story but he's never going to be able to do that while dc time down you know so i'm you know i'm sure there's vice versa um but yeah we mentioned Bran hill that's because batman and the outsiders has been resolicited. uh this one came under a little bit of controversy because it was originally solicited for february and then it abruptly got cancelled Bran Hill came out on social media very quickly and said this title has not been cancelled we're waiting on a certain DC miniseries to finish which we all presumed I think was Doomsday Clock yeah, but <laughs> the same month that Batman and Outsiders is out nah. Heroes in Crisis ends <laughs> Okay. so that's my guess so for we'll that.
1: see if it was Doomsday Clock this would be released in 2021
0: yeah. Well, oh. I have a theory on <laughs> Doomsday Clock which we will come to uh, so yeah, Batman and the Outsiders, Batman in a Team Book. Um, I, that's something I could definitely get on board that's with. Black you know. Lightning, is it? Yeah. Black Lightning. You got Black Duke, Lightning. You Cassandra
2: you got, and uh, your one there.
0: You have Katana at the bottom there as there well. There you go. That's her. So uh, yeah, that could be interesting. um We then have a little uh, title aimed at younger readers, maybe one to keep an eye out for, called Dear Justice League. Um, the greatest heroes in the DC universe the Justice League of America answer mail from their biggest fans kids <laughs> courtesy of Michael Northrop best-selling author of Tomb Quest and artist Gustavo Duarte does Superman ever make mistakes what was Wonder Woman's 11th birthday like does Aquaman <laughs> smell like fish in this new middle grade graphic novel, iconic heroes are asked questions both big and small. Yep, I'm on board for that. I'd
1: actually I'd love to see some preview pages of it. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing in the book there, but I, the cover. The cover looks really cool.
0: I must admit, when yeah. I first saw it, I thought it was gonna be a novel, yeah, with maybe yeah. some illustrations. But the fact it says art and cover does make me think um, that it's gonna be a, a comic. And of course, you've got a grumpy Batman on the front, so can't go, can't go wrong with that. Uh, we've then got the Terminus agenda tie-in issues. That's uh, Deathstroke and Teen Titans. That's actually only kicking off this week with Deathstroke uh, came in. Uh, you've got Dog Days of Summer which is going to be a one-shot which is going to focus on the animals of the DC Universe which you have Batcow on the cover. In. you got what? Crypto in there and you got Beast Boy. Uh, Batcow was one that was introduced in Batman Incorporated and he it, it was basically named just because the uh, the colours around his eyes were a bat symbol. All right. And Damien <laughs> suddenly became a vegan because uh, he says, and this is Bat Guy. I think I have a mug of right. it somewhere in the store. <laughs> I'm nearly sure I do. Uh, Heroes in Crisis number nine. Not even going to touch the blurb of that because I don't want to know. The final one? The
2: final one, uh, issue nine. Still waiting for something to happen there. Heroes in Crisis. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're reading it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Still uh, you are, and I in the same boat?
0: I think definitely. Yeah. Karen, yeah. when are you coming back to this podcast? Uh, <laughs> I keep getting
2: ganged up on. Keith, did um, you read Mr. Miracle? Maybe yes. Mr. Miracle, did you like it? Yeah. Uh, I have questions. Me too. I have questions. Me too. Don't ask them until <laughs> the, the review we'll show. We'll get to the reviews. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right. And uh, I think we can have a good detailed discussion because I'm going to read it this week, um, start to finish. Um, yeah, so moving on to a bit of Superman stuff, you've got Superman Leviathan Rising special number one, which is interestingly Matt Fraction's name in there.
2: Yes, oh, well, always um, nice to see. Uh,
0: you don't see him in a lot of DC stuff, no, no, have to to say. not of late. Um, uh, but this special, it seems to be a, a collaborative effort. You've Brian Michael Bendis, who of course is shepherding this storyline, Greg Rucka, Matt Fraction, yeah. Greg Rucka, who for me, his best work was in um, Gotham Central. I know he did a lot oh, yeah. of Daredevil stuff as well in the Rocco.
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, interesting. I think this. I think this is going to tie into that you're the villain thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think this book, Jesus, that's a, that's a big price. That's eighty pages, nine nine dollars ninety nine. That's same what, as the Man and Superman. Yeah. Prestige page. Format, yeah one hundred format. One shot, century. but it's spinning. I think the main the main uh, thrust of this is it's spinning out a Jimmy Olsen series and a Lois Lane series. Yeah. Well, you know, and taking down seemingly taken down Superman. But I'm not I'm not interested in the Jimmy Olsen or Aloslin series.
3: Yeah.
0: So it says an all-star roster of writers and artists highlight the new thread of Leviathan, uh, but also tease up an ongoing series for Jimmy Olsen by rider Matt Fraction, so he must <gasps> be bollocks. Whoa. There you go. Just when you weren't interested. Bollocks! No, he is. <laughs> you have to remember this is the man that did an entire issue of Hawkeye from the perspective of a dog and nailed it. So, you're in trouble there. I think you'll be reading that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, tease up a new ongoing series for Jimmy Olsen by writer Matt Fraction, artist and Steve Mike Lieber, Liebans. and Lois Lane by Greg Rucka and artist Mar- Mike Perkins, coming in June. As Leviathan enacts a plan to take down Superman, it's up to Lois, Jimmy, and the heroes of the DC Universe to rescue the Man of Steel. Uh, I mean, this this whole Leviathan Rising storyline It's a couple issues in. I, I've been pretty impressed by it so far. Uh, through Action Comics. Uh, so continuing on you've got adventures of the super sons number 10 very charming cool little series american carnage number seven i know that's Brian one that, again yeah. i know that's one that both roddy in our are uh, reading um, i'm
1: surprised um surprised it's going for a second arc.
0: yeah well this is it this is issue seven a new storyline begins so i'm sure the trade will be solicited around this time as well but yeah i enjoyed the first well the first Four issues so yeah,
1: far. Yeah, I I really like it, but I've I've had some issues with the art. I think we talked about, but the the story's brilliant.
0: Yeah, what do you not know about the uh, the mini versions of the villains?
2: Rex Luthor and a variety of. Yeah, you Kid had like Joker. the mini Joker and Kid Deathstroke and
0: uh, Adventures of Super Sons. A really charming little title. Right. So it is. Ah, uh, they all come from an, uh, an alternative an I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So they do, but in this, believe it or not, out of all of those the one who ends up helping Damien and Jonathan Kent is uh, Joker he has a conscience and he doesn't want to be like the rest of them oh right okay <laughs> really fun little series uh, continuing on you've got Aquaman Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, read the first
2: issue or two I jumped off it after the second
0: didn't really grab me personally either uh, you move on to Backguard number 35 never been a series I've really read since Gil Simone's run in the new 52 to be honest which I thought was very good Oh. Oh, Tom King's Batman uh, I'm just going to yeah, flip there's past another,
2: another orangey image of Batman in a desert much yep. like last night
0: but he's also being dragged along by Flashpoint, Flashpoint Batman, Batman yeah, uh-huh. and we might actually get some answers to the we end of issue 59 answers, yeah, <laughs> or issue 60 yeah so Tom King's run is going to go into a new story arc here with The Fall and The Fallen and that is um, the first two issues there it's going to be Mikael Yannon on art
2: uh, so very so much. So that'll be f- the end of the, uh, the, end of the Nightmare Story arc, I guess. And yeah, back into and the, the story, of that. I say again, Batman yeah. Beyond by Dan Jurgens is fantastic. It's such a good book. So it's uh, up to thirty two at this point. Yeah, really, really enjoying it. Really loving what Dan Jurgens is doing on there. I
0: must snap those issues off. you Yeah. I they're... would like to actually read that. I know when you were talking about the Joker being back and having, yeah. gone back to find the original crowbar that uh-huh. beat Jason Todd uh-huh. to death and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, for about the fifth time in the solicitations book there's Batman Dam 3 uh, it might get released yet you just want it to be over I kind of do <laughs> yeah, <same>. it's an <laughs> alright series but it's just just finish it please just anyway uh, but a Batman miniseries I have been enjoying Batman Who yeah, Laughs yeah. Uh, up to number 5 in
2: May Grim Night this week Grim Knight's yeah.
0: due out next week little one shot in between issue 3 and 4 how Bruce Wayne became the Bat Punisher yep. exactly exactly <laughs> uh, but yeah really digging Batman Who Laughs Schneider and Jock again great combination uh, Sandman Universe stuff I'll be honest I haven't really been reading much of
2: I was um, on the dreaming but jumped off it
0: uh, Catwoman is actually a pretty underrated we series I've I've been enjoying it surprisingly it's never been a series I've read before spun out of The Wedding um, but what Joelle Jones has done it was The this- Wedding have you read the list this, Obama? <laughs> we need to talk. Um, but yeah, no, Catwoman's been very good. It's been a series about, you know, Selina obviously <laughs> leaving Bruce at the altar, going away from Gotham and sort of going out on your own. But it's actually been a really interesting little series so far. Uh, Detective
2: Comics, we're up to 1,003 and 1,004. and am jumping on it 1,000 again. That, uh, I jumped off Detective Comics. I was on it for a good long time. Yeah. after... Uh, fifty two new new fifty two rebirth yeah. rebirth after rebirth, uh, and I think I'll jump back at this whole Argum Night story line and. And I have yeah. to say
0: that is a gorgeous connecting variant cover. Oh, it is yeah. By Mark Brooks, featuring pretty much every member of the Bat family, but also pretty prominently Zatanna, which may give us some sort of story indication for where Detective Comics is uh, going
2: that's the time I actually appeared in Detective Comics a while back with the Bat family so that maybe could be
3: it
0: yeah, i look forward to Detective Comics and there's also going to be a Detective Comics annual Peter J Tomasi writing who all was,
2: is yeah the whole thing he's writing yeah. all the it.
0: always a, uh, a safe pair of hands and this is actually going to be Batman returning to the Black Casebook That's um, the Black Casebook so throughout his career Batman he's always compiled his most disturbing cases into one volume and he calls it the Black Casebook um, so every so often they throw in an annual or a one shot story where they examine some of those sort of dark disturbing cases um, so in this one it says now a case from the past has reopened itself and Batman will find himself face to face with one of the deadliest villains he fought in his early years the Reaper I believe that was in Batman year 2 um, right so I have a theory uh,
2: Okay. we just turned to the doomsday <laughs> clock page we have
0: now I've told anybody who'll listen this Jesus. theory so I am what? I am prepared to have egg thrown on my face for this, but I'm gonna throw it out there. Okay, so Doomsday Clock number nine finally launched this week in March. This is the previews book for May. This book would have only been printed maybe two weeks ago. Now given all the flack DC have got over Doomsday Clock missing scheduling, missing shipping, would they really put issue 11 in here unless they were it's really, due really in sure. May? Exactly And therefore issue 10 Can come out in April Which we as a store Have already Bought and paid For all our copies Yeah I'm going to sit In the fence on Then <laughs> issue 12 Is going to be June And then That leaves DC's Summer open For their big event Which is Which you is the So I'm I actually And again I will probably Have my fingers Burned on this But I, I really like your
1: optimism But
0: I really hope And I love this cover here you. Of where someone's Clearly getting ready To launch nuclear weapons oh and that looks like Batman's gauntlet stopping them turning the key I
2: just I feel like I feel like we have a series here that was supposed to have massive impact that was supposed to just do it you just haven't read I, I oh, issue is 9 I, I don't know I just I feel like they've <laughs>
0: I made about five different people read issue nine on release date just so I could talk about it. Yeah,
2: what I mean though is with the, with the timing screw-ups, yeah. I think it was probably supposed to have massive impact and I think that's why we're seeing maybe so many changes is because yeah. they haven't been able to deliver it and now folks are going off. No, I can, I can agree with that, but what I will say, and again I've said it
0: to a few guys in the store, when you read issue nine and you read those first five pages, you will understand why this issue took so long. Mm-hmm. It is possibly the most beautiful comic i've ever read and the first five pages and you'll understand why without going into detail but but it really is but that's my point (laughs) because we get so frustrated reading for it and becomes a punchline and a joke and then it gets released and you're even Stephen was like you know all is forgiven we know how mopey he is so you know the fact that he even said it trust me
2: so Stephen has forgiven Jeff Jones and Gary Frank for all his... But he still will
0: reign. never forgive Brian Michael Bendis for Civil War 2. Apparently. <laughs> but yes, I'm sticking to my theory. Doomsday Clock to be finished by June, trade out by August.
2: I especially like this min- mis- misprint here. Doomsday Clock 11, number 10 of
0: 12. Look, don't throw salt over my uh, theories. <laughs> um, that'll bring us on to one that I know you had uh, highlighted, Keith, yeah. which is
2: the Flash seventy seventy one which uh is the beginning of the flash year one storyline, which is kind of interesting, so uh, I was wondering what they were doing here, and it seems what they're doing is so I mean obviously the flash was a silver edge character uh and at in the silver edge origin stories weren't a big thing, yeah, you know what I mean a lot of characters appeared just fully formed, never explained yeah you know who they were where they came from you know or it was done in a couple of panels or whatever so I mean we all know the story of how Barry Allen became the Flash there was the chemicals and there was the lightning but you know I guess it wasn't until the 80s that uh, origin stories started to become really a thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean but what happened to the Flash in what 1984 mm-hmm. he was dead he sacrificed yeah. himself in the crisis Quite of Earths,
3: yeah
2: and uh you know when he was dead for a good long time and then he came back in what flash rebirth rebirth uh, john yeah. yeah uh and Mid-2000s. he told yeah he told uh that you know the his origin for 52 and it was the same origin i guess as the tv show mm-hmm. professor zoom killing his mother and all that good yeah. stuff but i think what happened was we never saw you know whereas manas whereas john Byrne did man of steel and re you know told superman's definitive origin yeah. and we had batman year no, one Frank Miller, yeah. you know so we've never seen that for the flash so i think that's what joshua williamson who's the same guy who's been writing the flash since, since, the, since, yeah, since the start of rebirth yeah. is that's what he's doing for barry you know what happened who was the flash who was barry allen and after he got those powers did he immediately become the ultimate you know speedster the fastest man on earth the, yeah. the greatest detective you know or the greatest forensic detective whatever you want to call it, you know Three or you know so this is the story of how he got here, how he discovered his powers, how he learned to use his powers. You know so, yeah, really interesting. You know, yeah, um, I love that image. You know, I love. Well, they've done the same thing as they did with the uh, uh, Man of Steel or whatever it was, in in New Fifty Two. You know that whole Superman wearing a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. You know with his so they've got Barry Allen in a Flash T-shirt and a pair of jeans and he's just sitting on a pile of dumb sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean he's learning. How, how how does he go? You know he's wearing ankle pads and knee pads, so he keeps falling over. Clearly, you know what I mean. So this I think this would be really interesting. Yeah,
0: it's interesting between the two covers as well because the first one is him sort of sitting putting the shoes on. The second one is him running, and obviously based on his speed, his clothes are coming off. Yeah. But the knee pads and the elbow pads are stable, so is he maybe testing materials for? Yeah, you know, it could be that you know outfit, how does it, yeah you know, that uh-huh. kind of thing. So, but yeah, I don't think enough love goes Josh Williamson's way uh-huh. because. Obviously, everybody looks at Tom Kane and Batman, and same writer the whole way through. But this is the other one, Joshua Williamson. Yeah. Seventy odd issues strong, and it's still just a, it's just a workhorse, like still doing yeah. that. Uh, Female Furies is one I haven't nipped into. I'm waiting to I uh, read Mister Miracle, uh, and then I'll jump onto that. Freedom Fighters, interesting cover with a Nazi symbol Superman. Uh, Freedom Fighters was all about I think if the Nazis won the war. Yeah, something like that. That kind of it, thing. Yeah. Uh, we do then come on to one of the most beautiful looking covers of the month by Liam Sharp, uh, Green Lantern number seven. Whimsical, mystical, just beautiful cover of uh, Green Lantern looking to get across to what looks like a floating planet. Um, just beautiful imagery of that. And Green Lantern's something I'm really, really enjoying so yeah. far. Uh, Hardy Quinn, Don't Read, Don't Care. Hawkman. It's one I think I'm gonna read in trades. Uh, there's a couple of regulars read Hawkman, and they think it. They keep telling me it's utterly brilliant.
2: The gist of it is, it's uh, Carter Hall exploring his res- previous resurrections and some of those resurrections are in the future, somewhere in the past. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the, the gist yeah. of it? It's you know. It's, I think so. Yeah. He's building a definitive history of Hawkman because that history has kind of been all over the place. He's been various characters and various you know when he was Egyptian and he was yeah you know, all of that. He, somewhere in Thangar as well. So yeah if, if, again the guys who
0: read it um they've told me nothing but good things Brian but Hitchin i Hartley. think i'll definitely definitely trade that high levels one that might have slipped through the cracks a little bit uh, i read the first issue of that last week uh, pretty high concept sort of steampunk sci-fi uh really really good first issue second one's due in the next couple of weeks um so that i think that's one to keep an eye on i have a, I have a feeling that might become a big title um on we go, move on to Justice League so this is the continuation of the sixth dimension uh, storyline uh, that has kicked off in the most recent issue started this week um, which is a really really funny issue which is not always something we associate with Justice League but the humor levels in this latest one is really good as they go up against Mr. I can't pronounce your name and that's a direct quote from it you know Miss um, Tipic mix-o- Mix Pitlick, mix-o- mix-o- mix Pitlick. Yeah. yeah they just keep referring to him as Mr. I Can't Pronounce Your Name yeah um, he comes into the uh, the DC Universe they keep kicking um, <laughs> yeah. continue on with okay. the, the customary th- shout out for Justice League Dark continuing to be very very strong good to see that James Tinney and the Fourth is sticking with that uh, Justice League Odyssey has been good fun uh, I've enjoyed it and a lot of people seem to be reading it which is a bit of a shame um continuing through. Martian Manhunter. Have you both read the latest issue of it?
1: No. Number no. three? No. Keith and I are very behind. By the looks of it. Yeah, not but it's all it's a on the DC.
0: It's
3: not just <laughs> Yeah, these, I only read that everything. the other night.
0: Uh Martian Manhunter three was, was burning, so it was just continues to be a really interesting look at an alternative sort of background for John. <laughs>
2: Then there's Keith's favorite title, uh, Nightwing. Uh, oh which... dear God! He's still Rick Grayson. He's still running around with other Nightwings. Yep. I'm ready for I'm ready for the story to be over now. <laughs> can we Can we move along? Let's move along. Can we move along? I mean, can they move along and just get him back to being Dick Grayson again, please? <laughs> um,
0: Shazam number six. I've been really enjoying Shazam movies out soon as well. Um, Silencer. Silencer's a great book Silencer's great very underrated and it seems
2: to be the one new age of heroes book that has survived
0: all the rest of them
2: have finished it's interesting because Leviathan the group it's all the whole background of it has been explained in in Silencer you know what I mean and yet there doesn't seem to be any indication that Silencer's anything to do with this Leviathan Leviathan rising rising,
0: so forth Um, Superman 11 Bendis continuing Good stuff on that. I personally am more of an action comics guy, but I've been told that Superman Legends good. To see uh, this is Mr uh we call him again Rogan rog-
2: Rogor Rogor i uh, someone along those And lines. he was one of the ones who was responsible for the destruction he is, of Krypton. He was des- responsible for destruction of Krypton and they're bringing that together with the story of the the older returned Jonathan Kent. Yeah. Uh, which is really awesome, so. yeah.
0: Uh, and we have The Wild Storm almost at its end. Uh, another issue on
2: that. Remember, That's 23, if 24, I think
0: one more to go on that So I beg your pardon Terrifics is still going oh so it is um, imagine my I- surprise
2: now <laughs> that Fantastic Four back
0: <laughs> as I say uh, Wonder Woman G Will Wilson writing that a few issues that have been good I've ridden, actually so far uh, Wonder Twins haven't haven't jumped the on Wonder comic stuff yeah Young Justice is good so far John Young Justice I have to say um, that brings the end of the single issues there's some good trades coming out uh, you've got a really class uh, there's a really good range of uh, graphics at the moment called the DC Essential Editions. so if you wanted to just jump into certain characters or certain storylines uh, there's a great one Batman the Black Glove Saga which is all to do with Grant Morrison's run on the character when he introduced Damian Wayne uh, really really excellent run that Roddy just pointed out as well the Court of Owls Saga again they've completed um compile that into an essential edition uh you've got in the same issue that we have batman damned number three we have batman damned hardcover which uh it might make a bit more sense when you read it one go i wonder is it going to be edited i'm sure it
3: is uh
0: yeah i'll be curious um it does say this new collection includes a sketch gallery and other bonus features including blurred out Right. um they're continuing to uh throw whatever titles they can in the black label by putting year one in there which they really don't need to be doing um just as i'm saying there hawkman volume one due for uh june so i, th- I definitely think i'll jump into that i've heard some good stuff about that um, um but yeah he's in Brawl in a long-standing mission to discover the true purpose of his many reincarnation okay so, yeah um, just as i'm talking about those essential editions you got the jla tower of babel great story by Mark Wade uh, this was all about Batman having contingency plans to take down each member of the Justice League uh, really really great I've heard a couple of podcasts Kevin Smith's done he refers to that as his favourite that echoes, um,
2: echoes forward to the present day Flash and some of the folks were chatting about in, in the uh, what did you call that the gift the what did you call it uh, the price the price yeah, oh, yeah. sorry uh, Flash was talking about uh, Batman's plans to take down the Justice League and all yeah. that good stuff
0: um you got a couple of other good decent trades there as well you've got the oz effect absolute swamp thing by alan murr that's 99 dollars of the best money you'll ever spend hardcore that's an absolute so that's that's big it. bad boy that's the uh that's so everything that well, is no, 450 one, pages so. no no just volume one for that but that rum is it's just too. it's green map. Um, the green man mm-hmm. the uh that is absolutely wonderful. That um, and yeah, then we get into actually. I'm nice not usually i I'm not usually a merchandise guy, but this month I actually really like the stuff they've done. So they've created these uh, lucha um, wrestling sort of uh, figures for DC characters, and it's just the little details on it. I like. I like that Batman has a tattoo of a bat on his chest. I like that the <laughs> Superman is wearing a mask that clearly has glasses on it that conceal his identity. <laughs> They um, have to write a comic on this. I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely. You've got Metallo on there. You've got Deathstroke. Ah, uh, you've also got Wonder Woman oh, more. and Cheetah. Uh, nice. but those are they're just they're just quite fun. I have to say, but the ones I do prefer are these ones. So there's this range called DC Artisali, and they're char- They're uh, figures designed by a guy called James Groman, and they just seem to be these really monstrous versions of these characters that we know. Like I love the Batman when he has Bane's mask on his belt wearing it like some sort of oh, you know badge of honour that he's killed him that looks like the Riddler's mask on, or sorry, the Riddler's hat that. on the side there you've um, got the Joker who's on roller skates but the he's also in a jack-in-the-box and he's got four arms
2: four and nightmares. he's
0: got Robin on like a Robin puppet uh, there's Killer Croc one, there's Two-Face again, they're just they're quite fun um, I do like I probably will pick up the Batman and the Joker ones there, I have to have to say um and yeah i think that's gonna bring it to an end for dc brought in in half the time of the indie stuff <laughs> <laughs> smaller book smaller <laughs> book uh i think i'll agree with that yeah as i hold up the like 82 page yeah. previews book. Yeah, you get a fairly
1: you get a fairly hard 600 page or there hardy. um well i need, you, need vicky with me next time hmm Support the indies. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, she did pick quite oh, a few some, indie ones
2: herself. Some good stuff in the Indies, definitely.
0: But uh yeah, I have yeah. to say I thought the previews this month was really, really strong. Um yeah, some as stuff DC, I'm looking forward to. As a DC fan, it was good to see them getting their shit together for lack of a better term.
2: Must remember to put some stuff in the pull list instead of just putting it on the board for previews. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. So uh, how do people go about all that I stuff?
0: The the whole one of the reasons we do this podcast is just to keep people informed and let you know what's coming out. Um if there ever is anything that interests you, either pop into the store. Uh obviously we're based in Smithfield Market in Belfast. Or you can just message us through Facebook Messenger I always um answer all the questions and requests on there. Um if you don't have a pull list it's easy to set up. Again just pop in or send us a list through the uh through Facebook as well. So um. Yeah. It's it's just all about making it as easy as possible to to keep up to date with all this cool stuff. Uh, and again, the board's always uh, there, and these previews books are always in store if you want to have a flick through them yourself while grabbing a cup of coffee. You're always more than welcome. So yeah, nice. Bringing it in at two and a half hours, we we're slipping this time. Oh yeah, that all right? I'll take I'll take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> we're approaching the two and a half hour time, but uh, I think we can call it there. Um, I'm sure it won't be too long before we're recording again for a reviews podcast, and hopefully by then these two will have read Doomsday Clock number nine. Even if it's just to talk to them about big it talking air.
1: points or Doomsday Clock and Captain Marvel for next
0: time. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I mean anybody who's going to see Captain Marvel, hope you guys dig it i know there's been a little bit of controversy around it but you know just it's a movie just go and enjoy it it's set up for end game what more do you want you ask me yeah. looking forward to it so yeah okay. hopefully we'll catch that this weekend and we'll we'll maybe chat about that in the reviews podcast so unless you guys have anything you want to add nope i don't I think so we you, you, you do we need any cheap plugs i don't or? know have you have you plugged the book enough or i think you could do it again
1: i could yeah well um <laughs> Yeah, on the twenty fifth of March, we're launching a Kickstarter for a book called The Soul of the Sea, which is written by me and illustrated by Donna A. Black, who, um, yeah, an absolutely fantastic artist. And we're sort of trying a few different things. It's an it's a old school ghost story, um, sort of in the tradition of the Woman in Black and a lot of BBC Christmas horror stories. Um, so yeah, if you like that sort of thing, uh, Donna like uses mixed media, so she'd use photography, digital inking, traditional inking, and painting as well to create everything. So I'm very excited by it. It's going to be first issue coming out on the 25th of March, so can't wait, can't wait. Um, Kickstarter
0: is a, a strangely I, I addictive platform. I was going to say, I'm <laughs> surprised you're putting yourself through it again.
1: Kind of have to, because... Um, <laughs> i was talking to my girlfriend about it and we were just saying because i have a lot of stuff coming up but it's not for like a year or two she was yeah so she was just kind of like you know like what are you gonna do in the meantime it's always you know there's like i was like kind of need to get the name back out there build up a bit of a fan base and just kind of keep creating stuff because mm-hmm. that's, yep. that's what i want to do right um so yeah we were just like donna and i were kind of working on it for a while and then we just decided you know what what do you know what we're yes gonna it do. we're just gonna do it Yeah, and um, it all sort of came together over two days. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've pretty much finished the entire Kickstarter page now. Just need to do some lettering, and then we've got pretty much the entire thing good to go. Sweet. so yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, well, yeah, um, fracture press release. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyone that supports it, thank you very much. Um, that's Excellent. that's about it. Yeah, we'll
0: share a few more details for that through the yeah. Facebook page for ourselves as well. Um, always like to do our best to support all the local guys so yeah we'll look forward to that as well never know we might be able to organise a wee launch in store of some kind in the future, see how we get on you know, have to stock up on coffee time though. For a wee lunch, yeah. have to stock up on coffee though for those those launches jeez, those, cr- <laughs> those you, artists oh you guys can the <laughs> away dry. the coffee I can tell you I think that's the hardest thing ever worked that day <laughs> I think you might be right um, but anyway yeah we'll, we'll leave it there so that's all from us and uh, look forward yeah. to the reviews podcast yeah see yep. you soon see you next anyway, time cheers guys
2: bye bye